Hello everybody and welcome to Wrestle Partner with myself, Big Chris, and my partner in crime, Jamie Moon. <laughs> Sorry, we've got the giggles here. I just um I just attempted to, to open the podcast and just completely said the wrong the wrong thing left us high and dry. We were we had a giggle. <laughs> I think we're just feeling the after effects of that Heroes of Wrestling pay per view. To be <laughs> honest, I'm still recovering from oh that. Oh god, I don't think I don't think I'll ever really get over that. Which is why I guess part of the reason why we've chose to maybe watch something slightly better this time. Well, in fact, before we before we go on to that, Jamie, how how the hell are you, man? How are you getting on? Uh, doing pretty good, to be honest. Yep. So. To go back to the Heroes of Wrestling pay-per-view thing, like, after that episode was done, I was like, yeah, it's been a good run. <laughs> like, let's just end the podcast here <laughs> on a high note. <laughs> but you know what? Just like uh, a certain COO, Triple H, we like to look at the positives here. <laughs> so, definitely, we've decided to, in honour of, oh, fuck, cut. <laughs> <laughs> no, d- we're not no, we're not cutting. That's <laughs> fine. No, you can you can you can talk to worry about mistakes. So so to we thought, what how could we rebound from this? And we yep. thought, you know what? Elimination chamber at the end of February is coming up. hmm And we thought, why don't we go back to the very beginning of the elim- elimination chamber? Wow. Survivor series two thousand and two. And Jamie, when you said when you said to me about this, when you said about watching this one I was ecstatic because this is this is our era. This is our this is our bread and butter. This this zone of wrestling. Oh yeah. Although I can't remember seeing this event, but <laughs> <laughs> it was so good. It was like a dream. Uh, yes, <laughs> totally. But yeah, so we're going to do our first ever one of these a watch along, and but yeah, I, I don't even we've not really spoke about what we're going to say or do or whatever. We're just going to put it on, and I guess we'll just interact how we usually interact with <laughs> with wrestling in general with wrestling <laughs> I think the best way to describe it is do you remember Jim Ross and Michael Cole Taz the commentators yeah we are going to be the commentators and the difference between us is not only are we not as good as we are we don't have an old pervert screaming in our ears <laughs> so and without further ado shall we count the people at home in. Yep. So before we start the countdown, just a wee reminder. WWE Network Survivor Series 2002. You can hit pause right now so you can find it, get some munchies, maybe a bit of beer. Yep. Get yourself chilled, get yourself ready. Yep. And without further ado. And three, two, one, play. Oh, this is weird. They've got headphones on. <laughs> <laughs> we can kind of hear the TV. I'm gonna take. I'm gonna take a headphone off. I can put subtitles up. So yeah, maybe put some subs up and maybe you can turn the volume. You can turn the volume up a bit. I think. Although to be honest, like, do we really need the subtitles for a wrestling match? That's a good point. But you never know who's going to be giving off absolutely incredible, incredible promos. Well, I did see. Paul Heyman on the thumbnail, so I'm suppose we will get a really good one coming from him. If you don't know what's happening, uh, Big Show will be facing 
would rookie Brock Lesnar for the WWE Championship tonight. That will be the SmackDown main event. The Raw main event, on the other hand, is the Patriarch of Evolution, Triple H, defending his World Heavyweight Championship. Is this in Spanish? Is it? Oh my <laughs> god. <laughs> uh, it's okay, you can put it on the. No, you don't need to stop. Oh, fuck. <laughs> okay, that's us. Uh, we've paused that. We're playing again. <laughs> Tonight, the most ingenious creation in this evolution will come to fruition the Elimination Chamber. So, this was a good era. I kind of like this. I liked when I liked when um, I liked when Triple H had the belt. I liked I liked this era. This is this is peak in my opinion. Peak ruthless aggression. See, to be honest, see in that moment when Triple H was a champion, I, f- I fucking hate it. Did you? <laughs> How come? Well, I think because we were we at the time and it was like the bad guy, he's held the title for, I think this was nearly a year at this point. And it was just kind of like, right, okay, when's it going to give? And as many of us call it, it's the reign of terror. Yeah. But in hindsight, this this championship run did uh, kickstart Batista's main event career when he won yeah. the title at WrestleMania 21. Another classic pay-per-view we should maybe visit at some point. Yeah, that would be good. And here we are. The fireworks have went off. The chamber is in the sky. We are in the world's most famous arena, Madison Square oh, Garden. Oh, is this from MSG? I never, yeah. I never realised that. But look at this as well. Look how many signs there <laughs> are then. I've seen a meme about this. The other day saying, I miss when wrestling was like this. And see, to be honest with you, I do too. Because not many people take signs to events now, do they? I feel like it died in a lot in the last decades when I believe WWE and maybe some other companies were confiscating signs. So there okay. was like a, how would you say it, a rebellion against like obviously the Yes movement and everything. And like yeah. there was obviously... That wasn't a plans at first, but the audience won in the end, kind of thing. Yeah. What I really miss from this era, the camera flashes. Oh. Uh, Remember when someone like Rob Van Damme does a big dive off the stage yeah. or something, and the screen just lights up with all these cameras. I, I remember a lot of time thinking, back in the day, I used to think, oh, is that fake? Is that strobe lights that they're just <laughs> setting off to make it look like a spectacle? But I guess it actually was people's fucking. They've added that in post-production. Camera's actually going, yeah. <laughs> so here we go, kicking things off. What? So what is it Spike and Bubba? Yep, Devon is not part of the Dudleys at this point. How come? Because he changed. He became a preacher. Right, Reverend Devon. Oh, all right, okay. <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm not going to lie. I've not even looked at the match card for this. I don't know. I don't know what's due to happen. I, I recently watched the Royal Rumble from Madison Square Garden. I think it was 2000 and. 15, 16, 17, I don't know, one of these years, but mm-hmm. it's the exact same setup as this. Oh, well, it's like it's actually facing the entrance, yeah, and like yeah. it's the double doors. Mm-hmm. I think they do that a lot with, I think they do it all the time with MSG. They've, yeah, I mean, uh, no, I've definitely seen events at MSG where it's kind of side on, typical kind of setup. Oh, and then I've also seen, I've seen maybe twice this setup, but I know that I know they possibly have done it more than twice. Mm hmm. Here we are, good old JR and King. They look very... They both look <laughs> orange. 
was the colour on the TV but they both look pretty orange. So like someone just dipped him in a vat full of like fake tan. Yes. <laughs> What's all these empty seats as well? Do you see some of the empty seats? I think this is because it's the start of the night and we've got recall <laughs> of all people <laughs> wrestling. So there's a guy there's a guy in the crowd here, you're gonna see him. You're gonna see him on the left hand side coming up soon. Right next to Rosie there, just on the left. Right, okay, we're, we're seeing a different angle. But there's a guy in the crowd, and round about this era, he was always in the crowd. He was always front row. I always remember, I get this feeling of comfort <laughs> when I watch old events, even to this day, and I see that guy in the crowd, I get this feeling of comfort, like, oh. Like you've just met a really old friend. Yeah. <laughs> he's, he's, in the ye- he's in the yellow. Right, okay, uh, whatever. Uh, uh, wh- wh- he's in the yellow at the front on the entrance ramp there. Both hands in the air just there. Oh, yeah, I see him there. He looks yeah. like fucking Hulk Hogan. He's always got like <laughs> wrist tape on. His hair's long and blonde. This guy, honestly, was at every single... Most, sh- most pay-per-view shows I used to watch at that age, he was at pretty much all of them. And I even now when I see him, the, the, the beautiful feeling of comfort it gives me is very, very nice. I think they should get him in a match against... There was another guy that showed up in all these past events. He had a red cap and he would just, like, heckle the wrestlers. Really? That should be, like, the next stream oh, match. Oh, the sign guy. He was, like... Sign guy, sign yeah. Sign guy, yeah. <laughs> I remember him as well. I remember there was, like... I can't remember. He's... There's one point where he's, like, actually screaming at someone in their face, so like, a full-on argument. <laughs> I mean, I've been Daniel Bryan when he had his, like, no meltdown against the Yes chance. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But, um... This is, the funny thing is, looking at this match, like, you see Spike Dudley and you think, that right, this guy's going to get destroyed. <laughs> yeah, when does, when does Spike Dudley, Spike Dudley, Spike Dudley <laughs> ever not just get flung about? He should honestly awful. see when he passes away. I know that's a bit morbid <laughs> to start the event off with, but see when his time comes, he should donate his cells <coughs> because, like, the amount of punishment this one person can take... And he's still perfectly S- fine. Still kicking. Yeah, like that's some medical marvel right there. <laughs> Spikes up top rope already. Boom! What's, What's that, that called? What's that move called? The was up. Is that what that's called? Uh, there's probably a real name for it, but I just say was up. You always called it the was up. Yeah. What that? Oh, that's gonna mess up his tailbone, big time. Well, in fact, it kind of already has. Right? Have you seen him walking about nowadays? Yeah, I do. Uh, Jeff Hardy's looking young and bouncy here, though, isn't he? Uh, young and fresh-faced. With, well, fresh-faced underneath the paint. <laughs> it's weird. Like, he looks like he's doing like he was doing like some home renovations before this match, and he's <laughs> went, "Oh fuck!" He's like, like, "Fuck!" He's painting the ceiling blue, and he's like, "Oh man." <laughs> Did we not have a friend that had a blue ceiling inc- incident recently? Really? He was out painting <laughs> his sister's house. <laughs> oh, God, I. Oh, Jesus. Basically, um, he done. It wasn't just the walls, it ended up painted blue, <laughs> and there was a lot of tears and heartache. Yes. He ended up poking a bit like Jeff here. He had a bit of a hard time. Yeah. And see, Rosie, am I mistaken here? Is that Umaga? I'm just now in yeah. the blue shirt. Aye. Um, see, so it was. Who is that? That's not Rosie, is it? Rosie's the other. Rosie's the other guy. I thought Rosie was him. Because the other guy 
Oh, fuck. Right, that was nice. So the other dude I thought was Rosie, but oh, he also looks more like a, a MAGA to me. Yeah. This, this guy here looks too big to be a MAGA, but <laughs> I'm not sure. <laughs> well, I mean, he, he might have lost a wee bit of weight. Yeah, that's <laughs> true. <laughs> and the shirt's not really flattering. It kinda, uh, actually looks like one of the shirts I would wear on a night out. <laughs> Nice and patterned. Yeah. Like, as if like, I've just ripped in some curtains and just wrapped them around me. <laughs> Maybe I should get fashion tips from Rico. <laughs> Listen, it's, 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 it's mad what happened with Rico, isn't it? Because I barely remember his um, in-ring career. I always remember him as being like a fucking manager. I remember he was a jobber in the SmackDown v Raw games. Yeah. <laughs> in fact, the I think my favourite thing he's ever been involved in is the wedding of Billy and Chuck. I don't remember that. Billy and Chuck was, the gimmick was they were gay, basically. This was um, the WWE's attempt of like uh, portraying a positive gay couple on screen. Yeah. Um, Rico <laughs> was part of the wedding. And it gets officiated by this old guy. He's like, this old frail guy, He he's kind of talking like this. He's trying to finish the <laughs> sentence as well as he can. And to give a wee bit of context here, the tag team Rico is with in this match is three-minute warning. Yeah. So the preacher, he's going, it doesn't matter if it lasts for three years, three months, or three minutes. And then he stops and he goes, wait a minute. Did I just hear myself say three minutes? And he like rips his face off and it's Eric Bischoff. The oh my time. God. It is so, f- like see the whole promo before that moment. Yeah. It, it's trash, but that reveal just, it's just odd. makes it. Yeah, it's amazing. And apparently like no one knew it was Eric Bischoff before it. <laughs> And now we're getting the comeback from the babyface team, Jeff Hardy hitting the classics. This Spike Dudley being carried in the back. Ah, uh, he got wiped out. Like yeah, look, so <laughs> so in the brown on the left hand side there, that's definitely Omega. Ah, right, okay. Yeah. And then I think, yeah, that must be Rosie in the in the blue. So Rosie did continue to be Rosie until he eventually went off TV, but then yeah. He kind of This guy like Jamal, is it? Yeah. Yeah. Jamal became Umaga. Your manga. As well you go over call him. <laughs> See um Rosie, is that him in the blue shop there? Rosie? Yeah. He kinda looks a bit like Rhino. Yeah, you're right, it does have <laughs> it does have it does have a touch of rhino about him. Uh-huh. It's mad how tight everything is here at Madison Square Garden. You never realised it I never realised it years ago, but now I realise how tight, like how short for space they are. When it comes to like the side of the ring mm-hmm. and stuff, they've got it's the the mats and stuff is, is <laughs> there's not much space what you see when th- that they've got to move. It doesn't even look like there's mats there; just looks like pure concrete. <laughs> yeah, that bit they were out there with the tables definitely just concrete, isn't it? Oh, big time! Yeah. <laughs> do you think Rico dyes his beard? Or? Yeah, I mean, I think he must do. <laughs> it's it's so dark. Yeah. <laughs> Just for men. Oh, it reminds me of there were people that had that kind of thing at my old place where I worked at. 
uh, I used to work at a leisure centre when there was a pool when people had that kind of dyed beard. <laughs> and <laughs> the fear that the whole pool was just going to turn black <laughs> as soon as he jumped <laughs> in. Get in the pool. I just, <laughs> oh no. Put so oh no, my hair dyes came out. <laughs> I'm just like looking going, where are they? <laughs> oh. oh, Don't do it, Jeff. I mean, we Look all at that. Look, he's got the disposable camera. <laughs> the fan. Right, here we go. Rosie on the table. Jeff's climbed up to the top. This is exactly what you want for your opening match. Here we go. Jeff over the exit. Swanton. Through the nice. table. And that's that's the clip from the Don't Try This at Home video. Is it? Yep. Yep. And if I'm right in saying, is that not when Jeff just fucking broke his tailbone? Yeah. Oh, Did he break his tailbone now? Did Jeff break his tailbone? I know Kurt I Angle think he did. did. I, think there's a, I think there's a bit in that. Don't try this. Over. Where I'm broke my tailbone. <laughs> <laughs> Are we sure that Jeff was at like someone I don't know. heavy duty drugs? That he de- he's, he looks fucked there, to be fair. Yeah. But this has been all action for the first match. I mean, that's... Gets the crowd going, it gets yep. people moving. Start high energy, get you'll everything. S- you'll see Rico here, he's like... <gasps> waiting for Jeff to come. Oh. Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. It's a new botcher mania where you can hear him scream, Come on, Jeff! Oh, really? <laughs> yeah. He screamed it just there? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Oh, that's a. I like it. See when they play with the gimmick a wee bit, so it's like the tables meant to eliminate people, and it's like yeah. moving it out the roads. It's like psych. I feel like everyone wanted to be Jeff Hardy at this time. Oh, this was peak. Yeah, peak <laughs> Jeff Hardy is the coolest man alive, isn't it? Like really. Yeah. Everything he'd done was cool. His whole move set was spot on. Everyone so gracefully in the ring. Everyone was doing swanton bombs in our back garden. Yep. <laughs> on the trampoline. <laughs> <laughs> Off the top of the shed. <laughs> Off the top <laughs> of the shed. <laughs> Off the top of the tree. This is... So, I actually kind of get confused with table matches sometimes. So, obviously the idea is to... Oh, no! Oh, oh no! Right <laughs> <laughs> I mean, to be fair, he's... He's put some fair bumps in. <laughs> like, aye, you the guy a breather, man. Let him, <laughs> let, him lie, let him lie down, man. I feel like every time I look at the screen, Jeff's doing something. He's up to something crazy, <laughs> something mad's happening. I so, I always get confused. So, see that swanton that he done beforehand? Yeah. He was, so the rule of the, Table match is like you put your opponent through the table, that's him eliminated. Yeah. But with Jeff and the Swanton, that's he's put both of them through the table, so does would it no count that he put himself out or does that not really count? Yeah, that's a good point. I think you should just stop overthinking it and accept that it's wrestling. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> but well we make things up and the rules don't exist. <laughs> can't think too hard when it comes to pro wrestling. Uh, you'll end up with an aneurysm. Yep. <laughs> no, I, I just want to know for sure, why is there an undead mortician? Oh, <laughs> uh, this really was a decent splash as well. Yeah, that was cool. Oh. A wee bit of miscommunication there. 
Oh, of the kind of spots you win it's just like one, two, taunt, then the haymaker or something at the yeah. end. Like, What's the deal with Bubba Ray? Do you think he's a dick? Oh, he's supposed to be a notorious yeah. prick backstage. I've read lots about that. Did you know hear the story that he said? Well, it's not even a story he said. It was a story involving him and Grado. <laughs> I think I remember Grado explaining this on the Wrestling Daft podcast and I remember something to do with this. What was it again? So, for anyone who doesn't know, Grado is a Scottish wrestler who he's kind of seen as more as a comedy act, but he is a real, he's a brilliant wrestler, a great entertainer. Uh, he had a wee stint in TNA where a certain Bubba Ray, who was going under the name Billy Ray at the time, was also present. And apparently he, Billy Ray went up to Grado and he was like, Grado, you mildly amuse me. <laughs> oh yeah, that's what it was. So it's such a backhanded compliment. So why not just say you amuse me or why even say it like that? Why not just say oh, you're pretty funny? <laughs> the thing is with Bubba is he always seems so fu- like so wound up about something. Like whenever I've seen I've seen him on Butted Open Radio, seen a few clips of him online, and he just always seems very pent up. Like seems like he's just always like really really angry about something. Is he not always like complaining about modern wrestling on it? I think so. And it's just like having Booker T hit now with like the worst takes ever. <laughs> I've n- I've never watched enough of it to even hear one of their full takes in its entirety but I've just always seen clips or like the the thumbnails of <laughs> and it's just like Bubba looking fucking angry and I'm like ah, I don't want to don't know if I want to watch that he looks fucking r- raging I think that's just his normal state of being to be honest <laughs> yeah that's true I remember hearing I, I can't remember if it's confirmed in one of the documentaries it's to do with evolution mm-hmm. Apparently he injured Batista and Orton, or he went stiff on him. So Bubba injured Batista? Yeah, and here he's back, the reverend himself. Reverend Devon. But, uh, to a pop. Yeah, but apparently Batista and Orton actually did have a tag team match with Devon and Bubba, and it was that whole, you know, hazing kind of thing, where it's like, oh, these young guys, we need to break them in or something. Yeah. All right, okay, so they were going to be a bit stiff on them, trying to let them know how things are done over here. I just don't see the point in it, though, because, like... It's <laughs> very old school, isn't it? It's very, like... The old school's stupid. Yeah. <laughs> I'm sure... I'm sure... I'm sure if you've even made it... To, uh, <laughs> sorry, yes. <laughs> the, the, Dudleys, the Dudleys have won by putting Rico through the table, but as I was saying... <laughs> I'm sure, like, in, in reference to the old school thing, like, be, like going stiff on the new guys, I'm sure by the time the pr- presumed new guys, in inverted commas, have made it to the WWE, they've been through countless bullshit everywhere else. Oh, yeah. Like, the, the, WWE, the WWE is not your first place mm-hmm. you go, you know, and I, uh, I think treating people like that is just, uh, I, okay, I think you're getting yourself a bit mixed up with where your priorities should be lying. I think it's just point no billion, to be honest. The worst example I can yeah. always think of is did you ever see Bob Polly smash the fuck out of that trainee in Tough Enough? No, I didn't actually. He like know how the Stone Cold's stomping a muddle, like he yeah. proper goes in, the guy's like bleeding and everything by the end and it's like and Bob Polly he's going, Oh, I need to teach him a lesson that this is a tough business and it's like 
he fucking knows he's on tough enough. I know. Like <laughs> he's, he, I, I'm sure he has a general understanding that <laughs> by now how difficult this is. Here we fucking go. Jamie Noble, cruiserweight champion. Who's oh. that? Don Marie? Nidia? Yeah. God, I miss this era. Jamie Noble. <laughs> <laughs> the the ruler of the cruiserweight division. Wow. I'm Jamie s- fucking Noble. I'm sorry about the jorts. I know I've mentioned this in the Heroes of Wrestling. Like the proper ring gear kind of thing. Bring back the jorts. <laughs> Bring them back. I would wear jorts in the ring. Really? Uh, nah, probably not, but I'd like to think that I would. Well, if it was... Oh, Billy Kidman. Billy Kidman was going back then as well, man. See, like Billy Kidman, he, he wrestled in the jorts and now he looks like a proper wrestler. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. To be... Oh, man. This is just bringing back... So I've not watched... I've not watched an event from this era in a while and it's just bringing back so many memories. Ruthless Aggression was my all-time favourite. It was good, wasn't it? I yeah. think at the time we didn't appreciate it that much. It wasn't until we moved past Ruthless Aggression I started to be like, oh my God, I really miss that time. I oh, I'm taking an earphone out for this, by the way. I used to love his theme song. What's what's his theme song like? Ah, hey, ah. You can run if you want to, <laughs> but you can't hide. You can run if you want to, but you can't hide. You know I'm digging it. You want to feel me hope. <laughs> <laughs> Welcome to the Part of Karaoke, everyone. <laughs> it's, a f- it's a great song, man. <laughs> Billy Kidman. Billy Kidman, Jamie Noble. Second match. Going for the quick roll-up. You think they could have done more with the Cruiserweight division? I think, possibly, but when I think back to it and I think about all the all the people that were in it, mm-hmm. it was great at the time, but wrestling really, really, really evolved in the years that came after this, especially cruiserweight wrestling mm-hmm. and the type of wrestling that we see just now. I mean, you see middleweight and heavyweight type guys pull cruiserweight moves. In the cruiserweight division in WWE at that time, it was wasn't yeah. It was like it was like cruiserweights fighting sometimes a heavyweight style. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Like all this stuff here is like the same stuff that the the heavier guys would do, but just a lot faster. And the only difference was the weight class. Yeah, and I think now when you look at guys who are lighter, who are this size, I mean, they do way more high flying shit, and obviously that's because yeah, wrestling's evolved now. People want to see more dare daredevil like stuff. It's also just like a pure spectacle to see like this, like a pure giant hit a moonsault. Of course. Just like the final as a gravity. Yeah, like when you see Luchasaurus, aka Killswitch, do that oh. sort of thing, you're like, oh my god, this is, this is insane. And it just, it never really was a done thing back then. People were very strict, big guys wrestled this style, small guys wrestled this style. But it, to answer your question, yeah, they could have done way more with the Cruiserweight division back then. And I wish they had. But mm-hmm. we just didn't know how good it could have been because we weren't exposed to... We didn't watch a lot of Mexican wrestling. Some of the best stuff we've seen came from probably Rey Mysterio. If back then we were watching things like Triple R and there was New Japan, we'd probably would have seen a way more stuff in that era. There was um, the WCW Cruiserweight division, which yeah. was more high-flying. In fact, it had one of the greatest social Libre matches of all time. Eddie Guerrero, Rey Mysterio, Halloween Havoc. Yeah, I'll give you that. I rate, I, I rate that match as well. That's up there for me. I think there's always been a high-flying thing, but the WWE version, it seemed more of an afterthought to me. Mm-hmm. I remember 
I mean, like, do you remember when Hurricane Helms became like Gregory Helms? And he mm-hmm. just held that title for years. Yeah, that was a weird kind of move, wasn't it? I think, like, Shane Helms, he's a great wrestler, but they nev- there was no story or anything that he just kind of, they picked a jobber, basically, to fight him once a month, and then that was it, really. Yeah. And then Hornswoggle won it, and then that's when the Cruiserweight division finally died. I think it was... When you compare that to the WCW version where, like I said, Eddie Guerrero, Rey Mysterio, like, flashy, exciting, yeah. like, gravity defined, like, it was exciting to watch. And, I don't know, just, I just don't remember any full-time classics with the WWE Cruiserweight division. Yeah. I mean, this match as well, I mean, it's not, it's not bad, but it's like, it's, I mean, it's a good it's match. It's not, this is a champ. This is a cruiserweight title match, second match in the card. It's they're they're, they're just doing moves and trying to pin each other. They're not mm-hmm. obviously you're not expecting a pure spot fest, but you the would just expect more of a a kind of build. The pacing you'd expect to be a bit better. Yeah, I do think that see with the second match being in the cards, like first match you get the crowd excited. Now the second match, it's kind of it's almost like you're tempering them a wee bit. Yeah. Where you're not bringing the energy completely down, but you're keeping it high enough so that when that next big match happens, yeah, people are going to go, wow, like freak out. Yeah, that's a good splash for Kidman right there. How long did he last? I don't remember his WWE career too much. Kidman? Yeah. He was still going. I mean, I remember him still going in like 2006. 2005, 2006, and this is 2002, so he probably, he definitely did get another three, four years out of it mm-hmm. after this. I don't remember when he disappeared. I can't get over how many empty seats there are. <laughs> I can't, honestly, I keep seeing, I see, look, see so many around the, around the arena, I wonder how this, I wonder how this sold for, for them at the time. I think this was right after, so The Rock is in Hollywood, Austin took his ball and went home at this point. And Brock Lesnar. A, a dull time. I think it was more just, and also this was like the start of the brand split as well this year. Okay. So there was a, this is kind of like a changing period in WWE. Yeah. And at the time they thought they had a definite like face of the company with Brock Lesnar who would only last till about 2004, two years later. Right, I see. So... It's kind of like they're pitching their tents on who they want to be the guy, Triple H, the World Heavyweight Champion, and the Beast, Brock Lesnar, who, I c- you know what, I was just going to say, like, rest in piss, but I think he would enjoy that, to be honest, so. Who's this? Brock Lesnar, oh, rest Brock in piss. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know, see, after seeing all the allegations, like, yeah. there needs to it's good that these people are being caught out and they're being blackballed as mm-hmm. they should. Yeah. But it seems like there was a lot more people in the know. If the wrestling industry does want to change for the better, you need to set the example of like that kind of attitude, that kind of that way of treating co workers, let alone women, is not on, basically. Yeah, I think. Yeah, I mean, it really does depend what they do. I mean, are they going to clean the company up a bit now are they definitely going to get rid of Brock Lesnar are they going to I think them adding The Rock to the to the board is definitely some sort of move to 
start to pivot away from that. Publicity, son. Yeah, t- I think time will time will really tell if they actually are going to make major changes and just who knew and, and, and how far this case will go from what came out, you know? Well, they should because, like, we're not that far removed from the speaking out movement. Yeah, when everything happened in during lockdown. Yeah, so it would just be good for the industry to clean up because it would just be better for everyone in general to get rid of these scum. It just kind of reminds me of, like, do you remember the plane ride from hell episodes? Yeah. And obviously the Ric Flair allegations that came up in it. There was a point in it that really stood out to me, and it was like, why did no one bring this up at the time? Why was Ric Flair not ousted? And all Jim Ross could think of was he was a made man. Yeah. I'm sorry, but if you want to be a made man, I think you should be presenting yourself to the highest standard inside and outside the ring. Yeah, that's very true. And if you can't do that, then bye-bye. Yeah, here we go, shooting star nice. Billy Kidman, landed it. Two, three, and he wins Gets the match. three count. New Cruiserweight champ, Billy Kidman, Survivor Series 2002. He's He's got a good reaction. Like I feel like Billy Kidman always had like this natural charisma where you did want to see him win. Yeah. Oh, yeah, he had an, ed- he had an edge to him. And the shooting star was a... Was Great fucking move. Yeah, I mean, look at the excitement of everyone with him there. <laughs> He's leaving through the crowd with the belt. I just can't picture him like being a heel. <laughs> <laughs> I think there's always going to be like certain people who are a perpetual baby face, and like Billy Kidman is a natural at that. <laughs> yeah. Jamie Noble deserves like more credibility for his contributions to the business as well. Yeah, he went on to be a producer, didn't he, backstage? Yeah, he's done a lot of producing for some of the great matches of this modern era. And, like, his in-ring work, like, you can never look at a Jamie Noble match and say, that was terrible. Nah, he's, like, solid. He can do everything. Here we go. We can't go backstage. (sighs) The man, the myth, the the legend. Oh, and... R.I.P. Chris Benoit. (laughs) <laughs> I forgot he was on this. Uh, what can we say about Chris Benoit? What can we not say? Uh, the man killed his wife and kid. Killed himself. I know what we could say. He was never the best promo. <laughs> <laughs> I can't even remember how he spoke. I think there was a point where WWE were just like, yeah... Give it to Chris. <laughs> <laughs> How does it feel? She's on the same name as him. Oh, God. <laughs> I don't ever remember then. The team together. Yeah, so they were part of the SmackDown 6. Right, okay. So... With Paul Heyman running the SmackDown, the tag division was run by the SmackDown 6. Kurt Angle, Chris Benoit, the in-ring technicians, mm-hmm. the Guerreros, Chavo and Eddie, the Luchadors, and then Edge and Rey Mysterio. Oh, okay. And all these teams are in a triple threat match tonight for the tag team titles. Right, I see. Really 
great mix of styles, but they all gel together. I love Kurt Angle so much, man. He's like good, yeah. <laughs> he's so good. I know, like, because he is a beast. Like, he's obviously a machine in the ring, but I think what also helped his presentation was the fact that he was, like, a pure geek <laughs> in the backstage moments and everything. Yeah, oh, look at this. Oh, that's Ivory, isn't it? Victoria. I'm at view through the ceiling. <laughs> How did they get a camera up there? I don't know. <laughs> F view. Ah, I get it. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Some of the stuff back then was so trash, but I actually still loved it. <laughs> it was like Jerry Springer. <laughs> yeah, it was so like, uh, they were still trying to do kind of similar attitude era stuff. Mm-hmm. and try to find a feet of it but when this stuff was still cheesy I just still kind of loved it I kind of like it because it gives them a bit of character this whole idea of like because Victoria she's not ugly <coughs> but I think just the idea of like the characters that delusional enough where she can't see that in the middle yeah it reminds me of like Undash and Cody Rhodes oh yeah 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 when he had like <laughs> he's saying like my face is broken, but it's like perfectly fine under this translucent yeah. mask. So is this next then the women's championship hardcore rules, Trish and Victoria? This is a really fun match. Is it? Do you remember this? Yes. It's a short one, it's only like seven minutes, but as you can see the story here is like Victoria's jealousy of Trish Stratus. Okay, I see. Um so the hardcore match is more of an opportunity for Victoria to ruin Trish's face in good looks. As well as steal the title from her. I think. I know we kind of made fun of the women's division back in this era. Like, I yeah. think it was the first episode, but see, come to think of it, like, see matches like this, there were some really good ones. And Trish Stratus, like, and Victoria, a lot of them don't get the credit they deserve, just like Jamie Noble. I think that's the sad thing, is because back then it was like there was lots of women's matches that were just like. Bras and panties and pillow fights and stuff that when the good match came along it, it got mixed in with everything else so when you look back on the era it's hard to remember the good you just remember oh everything was just like that but you, you do forget the, the good stuff within it. Yeah you remember them fighting over the Playboy cover yeah. more than the actual women's championship. Yeah. <laughs> Speaking of which want to know what was a what's an all time classic women's match? What's that? Trish Stratus, Mickey James, WrestleMania 22. Alright, okay, yeah, I remember that. I remember WrestleMania 22. Yeah, the yeah that was a good one. The crazy stalker kind of story and everything. Mm-hmm. Like, that really helped jumpstart Mickey James's career. She well. she played that role to perfection. <laughs> she was really, really good at that. She she kind of reminds me of, like, remember Margot Robbie, his Harley Quinn in the yeah. superhero movies? Like, it's that whole kind of vibe. Like, Mickey James is, well, go down as, like, one of the all time greats as well. Yeah, definitely. Definitely. But, uh, God, like. <laughs> <laughs> I don't even remember Victoria's song here. I don't remember, no, I don't remember much that. of Victoria's, like, presentation either. I do remember her being scary, and I remember in TNA, uh, her TNA run after this, like, she was obsessed with a spider that she had for some reason. Obsessed with a spider? 
yeah, that that was a character. Like she just swapped a spider. <laughs> That's crazy. Yeah, I remember being pretty scared of Victoria. Yeah. <laughs> I think everyone had a crush on like Trish Stratus when they were when they were younger. Oh <laughs> so yeah, that was. was like I was Trish Stratus and Tori Wilson. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the dynamic duo. Yes. <laughs> to be fair. And Stacey Keebler when she came out. <laughs> Stacey Keebler, like George Clooney. Fucking lucky man right there. <laughs> George Clooney got with Stacey Keebler? I never married for a while. What? I think she wants to like start in Hollywood afterwards, like That's do a movie spot, but never really picked up. Okay, so this is underway. Victoria just strangling the hell out of Trish Stratus here with her jacket. Got some it weapons tied to the, the ring posts. This isn't just an athletic competition, people. This is personal. This is real shit. Yeah, this is so real that, this is so real that you would want to beat someone to death with a broom. <laughs> oh, oh, bit telegraphed there. <laughs> I love it. Let's see when they do this like weird martial arts kind of stuff with the weapons. Aye. <laughs> I like that. That was cool. The whole like flipping back over to like yeah, yeah. The cane on the floor. Surprised Trish isn't pulling the face at this point already. <laughs> <laughs> and there's the, the legend himself, Charles Robinson. Charles, I know it's a hardcore match, but someone's sort of getting hung <laughs> in front of you. <laughs> Charles Robinson, absolute legend. Is he still going? I don't remember. I can't remember the last time i seen Charles Robinson officiate a match. I don't think he is, eh? I don't think yeah, he is. He does have fabulous hair, though. Like, oh, oh, yeah. Low Nature. Uh, <laughs> low Nature. You got you got a lot of, like, see the trash can ones and everything, like, they're obviously not heavy duty kind of metal, but yeah. they're good enough where they can make a good sense when you hit them. <laughs> yeah, they're nice and tinny. Yeah, exactly. Trash trash just getting put through hell and back here. <laughs> like, I don't think she's landed like a single strike or a move or no, anything. She's just getting so beat up. <laughs> yeah. She's just getting beat up. Oh. Oh. That was like a centaur noise drop kind of thing. Yeah. Yes, like. Oh, rock the boat. Do, 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 do. And here comes the trash can. Another bin? Yep. I know I sound pure American. The trash can. The trash can. Get the trash can. <laughs> the trash. I'll I'm put it in between the ropes. If you want to know why we use American terms sometimes, it's because we've been watching this stuff yeah, <laughs> for, for too long. Yeah. Oh, she's going to get shot right oh. into there. Oh. Oh. Nice. I believe. I can't remember if it's this part where she gets injured. Who gets injured? Victoria, like, you'll see her nose gets busted. Jingo was there when she just kicked the bin off her face. It's either she kicks the bin off her face or you'll see it. 
later on in the match that okay. does involve the bin again. <laughs> oh my god, we got an ironing board now. That's the weird thing about CD's weapon matches and wrestling. <laughs> like, I've been, t- so I've kind of helped to like set up wrestling events and everything, and it's kind of stressful. Like, you're kind of getting the ring together and yeah. the chair and the seating and everything set up. Mm-hmm. So in kayfabe, someone's thought, I we need to get the ironing boards in here. Like, that makes perfect sense for a <laughs> an athletic competition. <laughs> when you've set up for hardcore matches and stuff, did you have an ironing board? Uh, we had ladders. We had a barbed wire table, <laughs> which is always cool. which is much more normal than an ironing board, <laughs> apparently. Easily found. Yeah. It's actually a nightmare seeing your ring crew and you have to like, get them out the roads while the match is still going. Like... What get like the the weapons and stuff out the road? So like if a barbed wire table is being used, it's your job to get oh so have a look at this. Keep an eye on that the lads here. And I think no actually she I think you were she right about bleeding, the first yeah, one. Yeah, she was bleeding yeah. before that, but I don't know when it was. I don't know when she got I don't know when the nose got cut. I always remember it was like she gets hit with the lads, then she starts bleeding. Anyway the so with if a barbed wire table gets used, it's your job to like get it out the roads, maybe get it back under the ring as soon as possible. Mm-hmm. But at these indie events, like the ring site isn't as big. Yeah, <laughs> as you've WWE got very ones. limited space. So I remember there was times when I was like trying to get the apron up, and I'm like freaking out because like you're trying to get out the road in time because it's a health and safety issue. Yeah, <laughs> it does work, but yeah, it's it can be a bit terrifying in the moment when it doesn't go precisely to plan. And see the barbed wire on the table, was it gimmicked or was it legit? Oh, it was legit. Yeah? Yeah. <laughs> That's cool. I'll have a... I don't know if I should say who was involved with it, but... No, you don't need to say. Okay. You don't need to say. I'll tell you in private. Well, there's a funny story around that. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> oh, 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 what happened there? What happened there? Uh, oh, it's like she was going to try to do a headlock takeover, but then it... Yeah, the body positioning wasn't on point with her. And then there was that... I think that's a drop to hold that she tried there. Yeah. A bit more messy. That's why you keep things in the centre of the ring, people. <laughs> Lot of stuff under that ring, see it? The colours and that? Yeah. <laughs> oh, here we go. Oh, oh no. Wait she for it. it? Uh, she's pulling the hair so that she can get the hang ready. <laughs> there we go. I love the good old fire extinguishers in wrestling. It's a good effect. Yeah. <laughs> <coughs> it would be a shame if there was like a real fire. <laughs> Oh, is this it? Did she win? She won the belt? Yep. <coughs> Victoria beats Queen Bee Trish. How long did she want to hold this for? I don't remember. <laughs> Rufus Aggression was very... The women's title was a bit of a hot potato during this time. I wonder if this was after Lita got injured. 
Because I remember Trish Stratus and Alita would have like a bit of a back and forth with the belt. Yeah. During this time. Um, Victor- Victoria's a good hand. Um, her work in TNA is actually real good as well, apart from the whole spider business. <laughs> I don't know what the spider thing was all about. TNA always had like the weirdest gimmicks. Like, do you remember when Goldust became Black Rain? No. <laughs> what? <laughs> <laughs> oh, we need we need to catch up on this stuff, brother. <laughs> Goldust became Black Rain. Yeah, so instead of like the know how Goldust obviously the black and gold thing, he was like he came out wearing black and silver, <laughs> and he was like oh carrying God. this rat in a cage, <laughs> and the topper. He had a tag team with this guy called Relic, and the commentators always had to remind you when Relic came out that Relic was killer spelled backwards. <laughs> <laughs> oh, did you hear what they just said there? They just said Madison Square Garden is completely sold out. There's empty seats. <laughs> it panned around the whole arena, and it was like I could see empty seats. I could c- I could count the empty seats. That reminds me of like, remember the Wembley show last year at AEW when mm-hmm. they were going, Oh, Wembley was sold out, and we're like, the fucking up off decks. I can see seats. Eric Bischoff with that die tear. You're not fooling anyone, easy E. And there he is, the big show. If you don't believe it does, watch me tonight when I walk out on Madison Square Garden. And there he is, the most disgusting back tattoo of all time. It's actually mental how much his Wayne looks like him. I know that sounds pure daft. It's like, oh, somebody's Wayne looks like their dad, but... When your dad is Brock Lesnar. <laughs> I honestly didn't even I didn't even know he had a kid. Have you not seen her? Like No. She's she's Brock Lesnar two point oh. God. Oh no, wait, 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 I have seen her. <laughs> <laughs> it just came out of my head there. Uh, they should sign her, like just have a fight Rio Ripley. <laughs> just get Rio Ripley to absolutely kick fuck out of her. <laughs> Once she's done Imagine that's horrible. <laughs> horrible so yeah i think see this excuse me elimination chamber event that's coming up this month like i think we all know real that place going into wrestlemania yeah, yeah i think that's what's <laughs> no well is any is any part of the elimination chamber in australia been announced yet so any of the card yeah, Rhea's fighting Nia Jax for the title. Okay. And the uh, women's elimination chamber will go on to... The winner of that match will go on to fight Rhea at WrestleMania. Right, I see. So then who goes on? So who won the female Royal Rumble? Who go, what What did they go on to do? The Bailey. So Bailey is oh, a yeah. part of the damage control group. Mm-hmm. Uh, she's now gone rogue. She is on her own against damage control. I don't know, people are saying, oh, Dakota's not betrayed Bailey. It's Dakota Kai. It's in her nature to betray her friends. Okay, I see. So, uh, 
I actually want Bailey to win the title in the main event on night one. She's been a good hand to her whole career. She's th- had some of the best women's matches in the modern era. The both her matches with Sasha Banks and NXT being standouts. So who will she face at WrestleMania? EO Sky. EO Sky? Yeah. What belt does EO Sky hold? The SmackDown Women's title. Right, I see. Sorry. Sorry. Yeah, that's fine. Like, I'm confused. But, um, Do you want to stick your mic up? You can stick your mic up. I know it's came off. No, it's the whole harness came off. When <laughs> <So laughs> <laughs> you go, uh, you can fix it. You can fix it. Take your time. You can fix it. There's, we've got plenty of time. Right, okay, so Big Show is on the rampage. He's throwing people about. I'll cover this. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> so I thought I think we're getting the I think we're getting Big Show and Brock right now. They're definitely showing the VT for that. We're going through their kind of build up. We're going through their build up to this match. Of the of the <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, guys. I'm having my own hardcore <laughs> match with my fucking mic stand. I wasn't even looking at it, I just heard it fall. So, for anyone that wants to know what happens, like, so the clip <laughs> at the bottom of the mic stand, which clips to the table, yeah. has fell off completely. Oh, for God's sake. Do you want me to grab it? Do you want me to grab it? Nah, it's fine. Like, look, it's sta- I've got it sorted. It's on the couch. Are you sure you're okay like that? This is great, yeah. This Are you is, sure? This is <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. I don't even know what happened. Like, it just got loose. Oh, it's just loose. It's just... We're on a budget setup over here. Yeah. Which would be a perfect time to tell you to please, to please follow us. <laughs> <laughs> please follow us and leave us a rating on your podcast provider platform. Thank you. Please follow us so I can afford a working mic arm. <laughs> <laughs> you don't have to. But it would be nice. It Do helps. It. <laughs> it helps the show. Yeah. So, I mean, I'm not hot on this. I'm not hot on Big Show versus Brock. I, I can, uh, I know what it's probably going to be like. It's going to be slow. We know what this match is built around. It's the image of Brock with Big Show on his shoulders, just F5 and him, just throwing him in the sky. Yeah. Hell, well, it's a big show. Boom. So when he still had the trousers on, he should have kept them on. Yeah, actually, you know what? I break my rule for this. I agree with you. He looks better with the trousers. Better with the trousers on. Looks more like a big fucking bruiser for a yeah. bar or something. Some big guy. That would he kind of looks like a plumber. Aye, <laughs> aye, exactly. Imagine you're in a bar okay. causing shit and it's like, get big show out for the fucking back. That's <laughs> This guy comes out for the back, he's been fucking making burgers all night, and he comes out and he's like, what the fuck you saying? <laughs> what the fuck Who's you fucking saying? Who's that? That's, that's Big Paul. What the fuck you fucking saying? <laughs> what? I <laughs> fucking burnt my arm tonight after I've got a fucking... <laughs> that's a bit too that's what I've got a bandage on. What have you done to your you arm? You're fucking starting to shite in this fucking bar. <laughs> you fucking saying? She comes out and bars you. You never know, like, walkabout might be part of his retirement plan. <laughs> <laughs> Imagine. How do you get to walk about the big show's cooking? Where <laughs> <laughs> have you been once? <laughs> Hello. Uh. So you be go, man, Paul Heyman involved in a champion yet again. Of course, like, Paul Heyman is like a leech. He sees gold around the waist of some big 
Bruiser and he's like, that's my client right there. Yep. He does well though. He he, he does he definitely can't can't deny Paul Heyman does certainly does elevate whatever wrestler he's with. Oh yeah, I was talking in kayfabe, but in real life he's oh yeah like a genius. Hundred percent. He's he, a lot of people go on to say that he's been able to like notice the strengths of any wrestler and like play them up in disguise of weaknesses. Mm-hmm. A lot of wrestlers with not just with promos, I think their whole character and everything. They should, like, if you have trouble with that and you're in the WWE, talk to Paul. Yeah. He'll sort you out, wouldn't he? Uh, Sophie's choice here, actually. If you had to fight either Brock Lesnar or The Big Show, <laughs> who would you pick? I'd pick The Big Show, man. <laughs> <laughs> of course I'd pick The Big Show. I mean, the fucking <laughs> Brock Lesnar could legit fight me and probably kill me. Whereas I, I fancy, like... I'm I'm six foot three and mm-hmm. I'm about a hundred something kilo. Yeah. Now I know the big show's big, right? And I know he's a big lumpy a fucking guy, but I reckon I could actually take the big show. I reckon <laughs> I could land a couple punches in him, hit him in his bread basket, and, <laughs> and probably get him a wee bit fucking so, so a wee bit sore. Send him right next right into next Saturday. Aye, I reckon I could fucking probably have a right good go at the big show. <laughs> But I, I wouldn't be confident with Brock at all. Who would you Who would you fight? Brock. You'd fight Brock? I'll tell you why. So, obviously, you look at me. I'm not exactly the, the biggest mm-hmm. animal in the block right now. Yep. And a lot of people would look at me and be like, Brock Lesnar would destroy you. Mm-hmm. But here's the thing. If I survive Brock Lesnar, I've got something to brag about that no one else can. <laughs> <laughs> but what if you don't survive? What <laughs> You think I fear death? <laughs> <laughs> what if he just kills you? What if he just eats you? I mean, who has survived Brock Lesnar? Seriously, like who has legit fought him and won? Like in UFC, is anybody? Did anybody beat him? He was unbeaten. Frank Mir beat him the Frank first go rounds, but then Brock rearranged his face <laughs> at the rematch. Jesus. In all honesty, though, like I feel like, see, if you were to walk in on Brock Lesnar, yeah, he's like in bed with your partner. I would probably yeah, just, just just carry on, Brock. I'll just talk him in. Give <laughs> <laughs> them a wee bedtime story <laughs> afterwards. Do you want a cup of tea, then, big man? You all right? <laughs> a cup of tea, then. He's both all right. But I'll, I'll, I'll Perry's have a lovely night. Did oh you? Oh my god! Did you enjoy yourself? Oh, the ref, ref getting bump. wiped out. <laughs> what ref's that? Uh, I don't know. He he didn't survive Brock Lesnar anyway, which I will in the future. Just wait and see. You're crazy. <laughs> It'll just be me and like know how that full body cast. <laughs> wheelchair. Yeah. You can't even see my face or anything. It's just eyes soaking out. <laughs> Fight me. <laughs> no. Don't actually do it. End up like just panning my door in or something. I'll t- I'll tweet Brock if you want, and we can try and organise it. Yeah, I mean. <laughs> <laughs> oh, big show taking some. Straight. A chair shot to the skull. Here we go. Brock's got him up for the F5. Here <gasps> we go. He's landed it. But wait a minute. There's no ref. Nice and smooth. Oh, refs came right out from the back. One, two. <gasps> Paul Hamish just pulled him out. <laughs> just <laughs> lamped the ref. Oh, Paul Hamish's the best. What's going on? Why did he do that? Is he turning on Brock? The ref did. Yeah, I think he is. 
He has, yeah. <laughs> Heyman's face. He's got some of the best facials. Oh, the idea of like he's <laughs> like he's acted out of that impulse and he's like, oh fuck. It's like shit, hey. What have I done? <laughs> Here we go. Another chair shot. Let him have it, show. Look how bent that chair is just from getting hit after them. Oh. He's definitely feeling that. <laughs> oh, Mike Yoda, the referee. And you know what? Not every match has to be a 30-minute technical submission classic. Yep. Sometimes you just want two big bears running into <laughs> Look, he's just <laughs> running on the big show. Oh, that's fantastic. Like a wee win. That's so good. Show gets his moment. Mike Yoda takes a great ref bump. Oh. I was listening to him. He he done, you know, Chris Van Vliet. Oh, Chris Van Van Filler? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so Mike Yoda was on his show mm-hmm. recently and I've not watched it all but I watched some of it but he was talking about when he takes bumps and how much how much he enjoys taking bumps as a referee and I'm like just seeing that bump. Uh, he took that <laughs> I, I just made me think of that interview and I was like, Fuck, that's so good. He he dreamed about that moment and he made it happen. <laughs> I mean, it must have been, it honestly must have been great being a WWE referee. Like, I remember back in the day being like, oh my God, fucking hate the refs. So imagine being a, imagine being a ref. And then when you think about it, when you get older and you're like, no, nah, how good would that have been? As long as you're not Errol Hebner, it'd be fantastic. <laughs> <laughs> but you think about it back in the day, if you're not even, if you never trained to be a referee, a referee? If you never trained to be a wrestler, I tried to say referee and wrestler. <laughs> if you never trained to be a wrestler, but do you know what I mean? You just loved the business and you ended up a referee. That's quite a fucking good gig. You probably get decent money for it. Oh you yeah. Get, you get to be in. You get to be part of the show. Mm-hmm. You get to take. You get to take bumps. You Both. get to. You get to be part of the behind the scenes action. You know what's going on. It'd be great, man. You're kind of in amongst everything. I do think there should be like a referee division now <laughs> full of <laughs> referees. Look at the style on Michael Cole here, man. The leather jacket and the turtleneck. Oh, the turtleneck. The the quintessential clothing of a douche. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> but Taz always keeping it classy. The, the pinstripe suit with, with the, the mohawk. And the sharp glasses. And glasses. Always, always strong. I always remember enjoying it too. I think it's because, like, see, here in the UK, it was easier yep. to watch SmackDown. Like, Taz and Michael Cole was, like, our teenagehood. Like yeah, that was our people. Yeah, I always remember being a SmackDown guy purely just because it was the only thing that would get shown. It would always get shown on, like, a Friday night or a Thursday night or something at, like, a reasonable time. Yeah. Raw was always harder to see. Raw, you... And the thing is, like, the internet wasn't what it's like nowadays. Like, yeah. you didn't even have YouTube videos to watch. It was just, like written reports by nerds like Meltzer. Yes. <laughs> Fuck Dave Meltzer. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Here we go. Fucking Guerrero with a mullet. Oh. Classic Guerrero. Chavo looking young. <laughs> Edge, and, <laughs> Edge and Ray Mysterio. Edge and Ray Mysterio. Great team. And Ango and Benoit. They were it's, it's a big match. Oh, it's like star-studded. Like it's a big, big match. Two of my personal Mount Rushmore's in this match. Who are they? Angle and Eddie. Yeah, I give you that. Like, I give you that, man. Kurt Angle was just sublime. 
his match with Shawn Michaels WrestleMania 21, one of my favourites. Oh, that's my all-time favourite WrestleMania match. Like, yeah. I remember earlier today someone posted a picture of that and it was just like that. That was just a work of art, that it's match. It's so good, isn't it? Yeah. It's really, really good. Everything about it's perfect. And Kurt was just tremendous. Like, in the ring, outside of the ring, he had it. He just had that. That. <laughs> he could make you laugh so much. Yeah. But he, he was also just so good at making it seem like he was, <clears throat> he was really annoyed. And, like, he really blurred the lines for me. I used to always think, is Kurt Angle really this angry? Like, yeah. He was so, so good. I just always love to see when he was like outside the ring and these like backstage moments and promos. Yeah. And he's like this geek that drinks milk and everything. <laughs> but then once that bell rings, he just turns into a beast. He's an absolute <laughs> crazy uh, psychopath. <laughs> you knew shit was going to go down as soon as his straps came off. Oh, big time. <laughs> like that's when, that's when, that's when he, was get, oh, he was getting serious. Yeah. As you can see with this promo where he's fighting his own tag partner. <laughs> will they, will they not get along? <laughs> <laughs> the Tech Team Championship. Angle and Benoit. Edge Mysterio. So this is part of the whole SmackDown 6 saga that's kind of recapping everyone up for this match. This was when... <clears throat> Edge, people seen the potential of him as a main eventer, but he yeah. wasn't quite there yet. Still had a bit of a good few years to go, didn't he? Yeah, I think. Because, I mean, all the other talent in this ring with him, he must have learned a lot of valuable lessons as a wrestler during this time. Oh, big time, big time. I always thought that was cool with the 619 when he really hit it with the corner. Oh yeah, he used to like grab the post and, and swing round. Yeah, I always thought that was like the coolest thing in the world. Oh, Stephanie McMahon as well as Smackdown GM. This is a pure what? This is honestly like a nostalgia trip where it's just unlocking old memories yeah, over and over. So definitely. Oh, that happened. You forget. You forget so many little parts from yeah. back then as well, just because we were so young, and like you obviously just don't retain. You retain like the biggest of things you can remember, but when you watch it back, it's just like, oh hi, yeah, <laughs> oh damn, done, hey, okay. Whoever oh. made that promo package, I hope he got a good. Payday <laughs> from that. <laughs> like, that was brilliant. Oh, who's this? This is um, Tony Wilson's dad and Don Marie. Wait, what? <laughs> yeah, this was the storyline at the time. Tony Wilson's dad was getting with like Don Marie because Don Marie was Tony Wilson's best friend or something. And they were <laughs> oh, it was so funny. So fucking funny. It was like a wedding on SmackDown or something. <laughs> WWE, no weddings. Has there ever been a wrestling wedding that's went well? Nah, never. I <laughs> there's always like it's always, so, always something, something man it's always <laughs> building up something in it yeah you're just waiting for the other show to drop it's like a contract signing and going right who's getting put through the table <laughs> yeah so here we go Los yeah. Guerreros are you okay to tag Soul for a second I need to yes use the restroom on you go 
I'll gently place. Yes, yeah, gently place mic. the mic. <laughs> <laughs> so Los Guerreros in the ring now. Benoit making his way. The cold, the cold-blooded killer. He always had such a simple walk to the ring, Benoit. I never understood. I never understood the appeal. He was always just. I mean, obviously, it was all business. I get that. It was always dialed in. But it was just always, like, so serious. But he managed to keep a character going like that for a long time, I guess. Here we go. Your Olympic hero, Curtis Angle. You suck. This is prime Kurt, isn't it, really? Like, this is... <laughs> This is how I remember him coming out with the medal on the American flag singlet. Spinning in the ring. Always so good. Oh no, what music is this with Edge? Can't say I remember this. This must be before this whole Alter Bridge Metalingus theme. But he still had the You Think You Know Me at the start. But I definitely remember this attire. I remember the blue glasses, the jacket. Classic Edge. Is this Rob Zombie I hear? Is that Rob Zombie? I was just wondering, I was like, I don't ever remember hearing this Edge song. Oh my god, it's like, yeah, he came out to Rob Zombie at first and it was like the best. Uh, Rob Zombie, underrated. Listen to Hellbilly Docks if you haven't already. It's a classic. He's classic, Ray. Uh, mysterio, here we go. When you pass out, the girls that pass out, the boys that pass out. <laughs> Better tap out, yo. Off the top rope, so look out below, and the next thing you know, you'll be on the floor, the floor. What you gonna do when you're on your back? <laughs> I just unlocked that. <laughs> there was so many people that were passed out in that song. <laughs> <laughs> Straight from the WWE, trouble you see when you face a man of mystery. Awake at two in the two in the bathroom, and you're cool the mask. Why? Cause you kick your ass. Come on. Who's that jumping out the sky? R-E-Y Mysterio. Here we go. Remember when he would like jump at the giant fist? <laughs> uh, no. What, I'm he'd jump out the fist? I'm sure he jumped out the fist. No, you're... Maybe I'm hallucinating. Nah, you're this, hallucinating like, big yeah. time. Maybe he'd jump out in the camera. Look, 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 do you know what I mean? he never uh, jump out. i never seen him jump out of the fist. I don't <laughs> that's a health and safety nightmare. Yeah, but so is Shawn Michaels... Flying down for the rafter. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> <laughs> so here we go. I I've never, I've never seen this match, but it's probably got potential to be match of the night. Yeah. Oh, unless hell, unless Elimination Chamber's incredibly better. I, from what I remember, if it wasn't for Elimination Chamber, uh, this would have been, but. There's also the context of this was the first ever Elimination Chamber event that ever happened, so it's yeah. kind of got that historical 
standpoint to it. As you can tell, the angle Benoit Alliance will be playing a big part in this match. Yeah. I actually don't remember who won this, <laughs> but that's good. It's just such a good era, this, isn't it? Because everybody's... Nobody's too old yet. You can see the sharpness in them. I don't really think age is a factor of this one. I mean, like, you see Dustin Rhodes in that nowadays, and I think that's it's true. just ability. Like, can yeah, you true. go? Can yeah. you still do it? Have you still got the cardio? Mm-hmm. Can you still put everything together in a quick enough manner? Yeah. Can you be fast when you need to and slow when you need to? There's like a lot of moving parts to this one and I think when people go, Oh, he's forty two years old it's like Yeah. I but can he can he move? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> so as long as he's still got an engine on him. I always think like and I I think you can have an idea when you should retire and it's like see if you've been wrestling your whole career without a top on. Yeah. And you need a top. <laughs> all of a sudden <laughs> in the minute you become the t-shirt wrestler it's like oh shit I think that's a sign <laughs> there. yeah that's true <laughs> how long had Eddie Guerrero been in the company for by this point so this is 2002. He, him and uh, Milenko and like the Radicals, they only came in at like 2001, the year prior, I think. Oh really? So it's just very, very fresh at this point. Yeah. Yeah, he done so much in such a small amount of time in WWE. Yeah, when you think about it, he actually like did. Four years, main event at WrestleMania, World Heavyweight Champion, beat Brock Lesnar. <laughs> And survived to tell the tale. <laughs> yeah, he actually accomplished yeah quite a fair amount in such a short space of time, considering mm. how long he actually had. I think you could always tell that Vince had a soft spot for him. You can kind of tell, see for like the videos of them backstage, and like, I always remember that video of like Eddie when he's holding the belt and yeah. he's like hugging Vince. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I feel like you could uh, you seen moments like that, and you could tell that they had like a great relationship with each other. God, you remember when Eddie Guerrero died and how distraught we all were? Oh, time stood still. It was it was so just out of the blue, wasn't it? Mm-hmm. That was maybe the first big wrestler death that we can remember that we lived through young that we really remember and that really actually shook us because we were like, what? A very big, lovable personality and. It wasn't like, because obvious he did have his his issues with steroids in the past. Yeah. But by that point, he was clean and well thought. Oh, like we're in the golden era with mm-hmm. Eddie, and then it was before Survivor Series two thousand and five. Mm-hmm. That's when the news broke, and yeah, see to be honest, that I think that played a huge part in Chris Benoit's mental decline. Yeah, I think so too. Yeah, a lot of the things usually point to that, don't they, with the story with Benoit? Mm-hmm. Because you see the 
obviously they do the trivia show for Eddie mm-hmm. and like everyone's seen the interviews about how he was a great guy and how they got along and fantastic athlete. The whole honest like truth behind the man. Yeah. And it cuts to Benwa and like he can't even like finish a sentence. He's like full bone sobbing. Jeez. It's um I think that was the start of like the dark periods of wrestling for us. Yeah, definitely. That and then the the tragedy the year afterwards, like I think it really did set it back big time. What was the tragedy the year afterwards? The Benoit. Oh, that was directly a year after? 2006, seven. Wow. It geez. was something like that, yeah. So it was very close together. And then obviously to make it them seem like because uh, obviously like advertisers and that, they don't want to be sponsoring events when that kind of news happens. So yeah. I think that's another reason why they pivoted to the PG era as well. This is just speculation on my part, but I think when you can take a step back and like see the domino effect of like these events and how it changed the industry for the years, yeah. like, you can kind of see why certain decisions were made. Yeah, why they made that move and stuff. It's smart business decision probably because it's now propelled them to where they are now where they're probably one of the most dominant. Mm-hmm. Well, they are the most dominant wrestling company in the whole entire world. I think it's for the silver lining that you can get from that whole thing is the CTE thing. Yeah. How wrestlers are getting taken better care of. Yeah, definitely. Especially compared to then. Uh, the tragedy is that it shouldn't have ever gotten to that point in the first place. Yeah. I think CTE as well was just not really known or paid attention to as well, was it? Like, it wasn't really a known no. thing at that stage. It's still a relatively new thing in the NFL, is it not? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's still something that they're still studying, I'm sure. I'm kind of shocked because, like, you're you're taking nasty bumps. If your head is involved, like, there's definitely going to be some sort of, like, trauma to the head. Yeah, 100%. But, um, a knock-on effect. Yeah. Pardon the pun. <laughs> so it's a good start to the match. These guys are absolute pacing geniuses when it comes to starting a wrestling match. Nothing gets rushed here. Yeah. Everything's getting worked. Slowly but surely. Getting into it. Keeping Mysterio on the ground, making sure he doesn't take off at any point. Edge, play to the crowd. <laughs> Their energy will help, Ray. <laughs> wonder what age you are here. wonder what age is, Edge is there. Must be in his like, 30s or something. Eh? Yeah. What age is he now? <laughs> 40s? Late 40s, early 50s or two. Can still go. Something awful. I can't wait for his match with uh, Daniel Garcia, by the way. When's that? That's. Well, by the time this whole episode comes out, we'll be. Um, two weeks. Yeah, we'll yeah, we'll be two weeks this Friday. But. Yeah, it's this Wednesday. It's tonight, isn't it? Yep. Yep. So we're recording this on the 14th of February. So yeah, his match is tonight against Daniel Garcia. Are you going to watch it? Oh, aye. Yeah. It's a good card. Like, Kim and Garcia, Dax and Boxley. Oh, I can't wait. Yeah, that would be good. <laughs> right, let me see. I'm just Googling Edge. See what Edge is. 
So cut angle, keeping that headlock on Ray. Ray trying to fight out of it valiantly, I might say. Cut angle, often him great display of strength. Ray counters, angle counters back, and oh, yeah, edge is fifty dead on, dead on the five zero. <coughs> Excuse me, yes, dead on the five zero. Jeez, oh. October thirtieth, nineteen seventy three, he was born. What a career! <laughs> Crazy. Oh, swift kick to the face right there. This is always the awkward thing to see these triple threat tag team matches. Yeah. You always just have one team in the corner. <laughs> I know, just not having much to do. Yeah. I do like how the Guerreros are using it to their advantage, though. It's like, I let them beat the hell out of each other first, then we swoop in. Yeah. Typical Guerrero tactics. Yeah. <laughs> I miss that move, that, see that face buster move that Edge used to do? Yeah. It's like, I don't know, it's the way he positions, like, with the hook of the arm and everything, like, I just thought, always thought that was cool. I'd like a good bounce to it. <coughs> oh. Edge and, not Edge and Ray, sorry, Eddie and Ray. Yeah. The Sam and here's is Eddie and Ray, best friend of me's. Oh, that's, oh, that's good. great. Aye. <laughs> Brilliant. Good, simple tag team wrestling, but effective. Yeah. Everything makes sense psychologically. Chavo just fighting away at angle. Oh. <laughs> Ray. Ray just going full tilt with the cruiserweight stuff here. Eddie going up top. <coughs> nice. Oh, lovely. Beautiful work there. That's great, isn't it? Getting a sunset flip from that angle must not be easy. It's not. <laughs> like he's had to he's had to jump and essentially only see his intended target at the last few seconds, get his head tucked under. Mm. And, and oh, it's you complex, complex move. You also need to like hook your hands <laughs> around the guy at the right time. Yeah, you need to make sure you're grabbing it. That's a, that's a difficult move. Never took a German suplex before, but um, it always just seemed like... Because I know the idea is like you're landing on your back, but... I'm just thinking, like, how do you do it without messing up your neck? Yeah. I think most of the impact comes in, like, the shoulder blade, so I think you'd kind of be okay. And yeah. as well, you're not even... You're, I think the other guy's absorbing a good bit of the fall as well. Oh, yeah. Big time. Big cut, just locking it in now. <laughs> The ref doesn't know what to do. There. <laughs> if in doubt, just raise your hands. Oh, 
Here we go, that dissension we were talking about. Oh, yeah. I wonder how much a front row ticket was back then. A lot cheaper than that is now. <laughs> do you think so? Oh, definitely. But I think, yeah, definitely a lot cheaper than it was, but do you think it was relative to the time? Like, it would probably, it was probably like between $500 and $1,000. Yeah, Whereas now like it's probably between 5000 and $10,000. <laughs> Need to like take it on. Yeah. <laughs> just to go. I think that's always been a thing as well, where we keep saying, oh, WrestleMania. Yeah. Need to do it one year, but then it's like, the amount of money <laughs> just to get to America. Oh, thousands. We, 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 I'm sure we will do it. It's a thing you just need to tick off the list, isn't it? Aye, the wrestling fan bucket list. I think they'll do Wembley. WrestleMania, do you think so? I think the fact they got John Cena coming out asking about it last year in the middle of a pay-per-view mm-hmm. shows that they're definitely interested. Yeah. And... Now that AEW's already done it and they've seen the turnout for that, they're thinking this is a good chance to make some good money. Yeah, I mean, it would sell out for sure. Yeah, big time. And it's a good fucking venue. <laughs> it's huge. <laughs> it's like, it's weird because like, it's in its own wee district as well. Like, no, but I mean, like, there was like the yeah. streets with all the stalls and everything, like, you mm-hmm. could do so much with it before oh, yeah. you even get into the stadium as well. Oh yeah, it could be it could be such a, a big spectacle. Yeah. <laughs> Just get a big wrestlers parade or something. <laughs> Drop kicks and ribs. It's funny because I don't remember Michael Cole, but I remember Michael Cole, he got annoying during the PG era when he was in the coal mine stuff and everything. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> like, yeah. But uh, he's, a, he's a good commentator. Oh, Michael Cole's uh, one of the all-time greats, isn't he? Uh, I always think he was in JR's shadow around about this time. Yeah. But yes. now that he's like the the main commentator nowadays, it's like, oh, he actually is really good. Classic Guerrero. Yeah. Quick question. Mm-hmm. Do you think he really is Dom's pappy? Uh, uh, do, do you know what I mean? I mean, it's a compelling argument because <laughs> of how much you can see in him now, but no, I don't think so. Purely based on the eyes. If you look at Dom's eyes and you look at Ray's eyes, the same eyes. There's yeah, very similar, very distinct similarities there. And even when you look, it's ha- it's harder to say as well because Ray wore a mask for all his career and yeah. never had long hair. Now that Dom's got long hair, you would think it's like, oh my god, he's Eddie's his father. But when you actually look at Eddie's hair here, it's quite thick mm-hmm. and bushy, and Dom's hair is quite thin ah, and okay. straight and. So there's differences there between eyes and also with it's more fine and with the eye little features yeah always but it was a great storyline <laughs> it was hey. one of the best storylines ever every time you bring it up to someone see someone that used to be into this one but yeah. they don't watch anymore that's the match they always mention 
Eddie and Ray. Aye, Eddie and Ray, where they fought over custody, who the wee boy. <laughs> <laughs> they always say it like that. He's inside of that, or oh, it's Big Daddy and Giant Haystacks. <laughs> it's always one of the three. Oh, yeah, the wrestling, aye, or oh, oh, Big Daddy and all that, Giant Haystacks. No, they're still going. <laughs> what? What age were you when you seen them? Oh, I was like a wee boy, I was five. What age are you now? Hunter. <laughs> <laughs> Big Daddy and Giant. Fucking hate that. It's funny because like you watch them and they don't really move or anything. It's just the spectacle with they two. Who? Yeah, Big Daddy and Haystacks. Oh really? I don't think I've ever seen any. I tried watching one of the matches years ago and it's yeah difficult. Giant Haystacks is giant and Big Daddy. He's kind of styled as like the British baby face. Right, I see. It's like Hulk Hogan with the real American. Okay, aye, it's a similar kind of... Aye, except just imagine Hulk Hogan was just some old geezer at the pub. (laughs) Jesus. Some guy that probably plays pool or something. I don't remember this match being this long as well. I'm enjoying it, but... it's, It's great, but I know what you mean. I wonder how many, how many more matches are left after this. There'll be another one in between this and the Elimination Chamber. So oh. there's like one more. I know this because there's one of my favourite moments at this event. <laughs> that doesn't have to do with any particular match. Just one of your favourite moments? Yes, yeah, a debut of a superstar. Okay. You'll know who it is exactly. Like as soon as it happens. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> There's like so many dream matches we could have had with Eddie as well. Oh, there was countless. Did you hear what the real plan was for him at WrestleMania 22? No, what was that? It was going to be him versus Shawn Michaels. Really? Yeah, <laughs> that would have been amazing. Yeah, that would have been pretty fucking special, to be honest. But instead, we got the the PG version of DX. Oh, here we go. This might be it. Yeah. The Guerreros win. Los Guerreros are the new champions. There's been a lot of belts changing hands tonight. I know, it's like a... What would you call it? A full sweep? A rebrand? What yeah, I don't know what you'd even... Is <laughs> that like you taking pictures of the... <laughs> <laughs> <coughs> Just posting it on the story that we're recording the next episode. Oh, the gram. On, <laughs> on the gram. The on gram. the gram. <laughs> and if you wish to follow us and keep up to date, then you can follow us at WrestlePatter. On Instagram and on Twitter. There we go. Yeah. No, there actually, we go. X marks a spot. <laughs> yeah, on, on X. I mean, I think people can say it's X all they want, but it's always just going to be Twitter. Yeah, it's Twitter. What is this? Do, 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 do. Chris Nowitzki. Yep. <laughs> is this him debuting? Oh, it's not him that's debuting, don't worry. 
Okay. <laughs> You'll know. I love this wrestler who debuts at this event. <laughs> Was Chris the one saying, no, like, if you're 80s wrestler, like, I, or am I confusing him with someone else? I think you're confusing him. Uh, he kind of looks like Triple H had a bad haircut. <laughs> okay, let's see what this is all about. <laughs> I don't even know this bit. Uh, this bit was in my head sometimes. Is Harvard meant to be like the American version of Oxford? Yeah, Harvard's like the most one of the most prestigious uh, so universities in the world, I think. Uh, so it's full of posh toffers. Yeah. Ugh. Ah, right, okay, so he's pointing into the whole I've got a better education, I'm smarter than you kind of thing. Yeah. Oh, there we go. The classic home team. <laughs> Let's take a dig at the home. Let's take a dig at the local team. People say cheap heat in the sweat. It's heat. <laughs> so <laughs> He's heat. I'm just counting down <laughs> seconds here. <laughs> oh. Oh, wait. It's, it's not Matt Hardy. <laughs> oh, really? No. Remember the, <laughs> the Matt V one? Yeah, the facts, the Matt facts. Uh, it would always just be like the most banal stuff. It's like, I. Matt, Matt Hardy likes vegetables. Like. <laughs> I did think that was Matt, cool. Matt only drinks low-fat chocolate milk. <laughs> <laughs> I liked how that was his Tintron was kind of like a old web player. Yeah. <laughs> his old theme tune was cool as well, the Slammer Tornado. He always had good trousers, Matt Hardy. I always thought they were like happy trousers. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you just like go on an island with him and just meditate. Aye, <laughs> in Thailand <laughs> or He's always had like the weirdest gimmicks. <laughs> yeah, I've never under I don't I never understood the whole V one thing. I didn't get it. I mean, it, I, obviously it's just this thing, but I was always like, what does he mean by V one? He's he's the only version of Matt Hardy that we need. <laughs> <laughs> That's what I'm guessing. Yeah, I kind of no, I'm fine, didn't me. I was gonna say it made more sense of broken Matt Hardy, but 
<laughs> I don't know. <laughs> Did you ever see the Broken Matt Hardy stuff? Yeah, some of it. Again, I just didn't get it as well. The whole delete thing. It just felt like it was just. I didn't know that. I didn't know if there was meaning behind it, or if the, if the whole point was there is no meaning and it's just funny. I think it started off like you remember the room by Tommy Wiseau who that kind of became like a cult classic for y- yeah. the wrong reasons. Yeah. I think the broken gimmick started off as that. Okay, I but see. they realized, oh, people, they kind of realized that it was a bit of a meme, and they just played into just it. Just went leaned heavy into it. Yeah. So then, all of a sudden, he's got this like like a reincarnation and all sorts, and it did get to the point where it was starting to get a bit silly. I do miss seeing your Benjamin though. <laughs> Who? His gardener. His yeah, his gardener I'd as a manager. Oh Senior Benjamin. Oh God, that's news to me. He'd like invite people to his like the Hardy compounds, and he'd just have like Senior Benjamin booby trap the whole place. Oh my God. Okay, what's happening here? Matt's trying to outsmart uh, the Oxford guy, the Harvard guy. There we go. No fr- yes! <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> Big Papa Pump, the ninth wonder of the world. Oh god. There he is. And all his glory. Scott Steiner. <laughs> Just, if there was ever a person that summed up the phrase freak of nature, it's this motherfucker. Aye. Make room for Big Booty Daddy. The only man who, get, who could get away with sunglasses and chainmail. <laughs> <laughs> Fucking chainmail. Oh. Scott fucking Steiner. <laughs> <laughs> big Papa Boner. <laughs> I'm hitting a Big Papa Boner for this <laughs> debut. Big Papa Pump. I always thought that was cool. See with the chainmail and like the lights are reflecting off it. Yeah, that was cool. How did his WWE career go? I don't remember him much. Badly. <laughs> <laughs> I remember he got. Well, here's the thing. So he got slagged. He got made fun of for his Royal Rumble match with Triple H, where he just hit a ton of suplexes. Yeah. The whole hit a ton of suplexes thing became an essential part of Brock Lesnar's gimmick. Yeah, that's and true. And no one gave him crap for that. Yeah, that's very true. So that's a good point. All I'm saying is that Scott Steiner is vindicated in hindsight. <laughs> Look at this. Nearly beheaded the guy there. I mean, obviously Scott Steiner isn't going to go on the mic, is he? He's just going to come in and do some beating up. Oh, you need him on the mic. <laughs> I think you know it's going to be unintelligible nonsense, <laughs> but it's going to be entertaining. It's going to be unintelligible. <laughs> It's going to be exactly what you want. Did you ever see the... <laughs> There's a promo that he done where he buried the whole TNA roster. Really? Here we go. Scott Steiner clearing the ring. The Winsky, going. You want him just being on a pure rampage. like. Who's going next? Oh, he's picked up Matt Hardy. He's, be- he's pressing Matt Hardy. <laughs> <laughs> throwing him out of the ring in the Winsky. 
100% natural. <laughs> I'm trying to say that with a straight face. <laughs> I think he had a rivalry with Test as well. And then that was it. Oh, here we go. Test, 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 test. test. Such a cool guy, man. <laughs> He's like a pure, know how there was over the top 90s action heroes. Yeah. He just reminds me of one of them. Like He's just up to fuck here, isn't he? Aye. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, there's no way he hasn't. <laughs> Look at the fucking size of him. Pure juice to the gills. He is fucking... Look at that. That's like he's put an anvil in there. <laughs> like I wonder if he's like tore his bicep and it's like, I don't know. It, it looks like he's... I've heard that when you tear your bicep, it, it goes like that. Do you know what I mean? When you tear it and it heals weird, then it I it goes that weird pointy way. I think it's a lot more than that. I think he's just... What was it? Sorry, just getting an important email there. Right, I need to go to the toilet before the before the Elimination Chamber match. Sorry to leave you. That's okay. I'll be back sort shortly. Yep. This is Jamie here with the hot tag. And as you can see, the elimination chamber is finally descending to the ring. You might notice this. That it looks a bit different than some of you kiddies might remember this modern chamber. There's no foam padding. It's all steel, as you can see right here. These six superstars, they had no idea what they were getting into with this match. Oh, and we're cutting backstage to Shawn Michaels, who is sporting probably the worst haircut I've ever laid eyes on. He kind of looks like a Chippendale dancer. And we're cutting to the RNN breaking news. What the hell? Randy Orton. He was a member of... Jeez, oh. Sorry, I'm just taking aback. Like, it's been so long since I've seen Randy Orton with hair. Like, he was almost like, for the last couple of years, like, he's morphed into like this pure snake psycho kind of thing. Just slithering around the ring with his bald heads. So it's just weird seeing this mop on top of his head right now. People say that he used to be good looking. I don't see it. He kind of looks like the guy that you would avoid in the garage. Anyway, moving on to the real stars of the show here. We got Kane, Booker T, Chris Jericho, Triple H, Shawn Michaels and the King of 420 himself, Rob Van Dam. So yeah... Elimination Chamber as in storyline terms, the brainchild of Easy E, Eric Bischoff. It was a very controversial decision from him at the time to create this, but in the words of Eric Bischoff himself, 
controversy creates cash. He did not care about these guys' well-being. He just wanted to see bodies. I used to love these segments where you'd see the guys welding, building the structure. Uh, they make it like a pure epic kind of like yeah. event. You just don't get stuff like that nowadays. I think it's more kind of done with the talent itself, with like Roman Reigns being this pure god. <laughs> Sorry to interrupt, but mm-hmm. this is one of the greatest songs ever from that era. Oh. Saliva. Always, 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 always. I just can't live without you. I love you, I hate you, I can't live without you. I think the ones. Yeah. <laughs> it's all coming back. It's coming back to me, brother. <laughs> I can feel the presence. Uh, they just don't, they don't do um, like hype videos like, like they did back then. They, they just don't do them like that anymore. They're the just so good now. The new metal so good then, sorry. kind of stuff made to these pr- like hype tribute Aye. promos oh, so much so, better. So, so good, man. As, and what do we get nowadays? The weekend? Is that what you get for hype videos? I couldn't mm-hmm. tell you last, the last vid- hype video I've seen. I remember they had Cardi B for one, but... No, you need like a good rock song for these things. So yeah. mix that with all these choke swarms and the chair shots like that right there. <sighs> so good. If you can I don't know what to make of Chris Jericho's beard. <laughs> yeah. Uh, it's weird and it? it's quite puby. Uh has he never heard of like beard oil? <laughs> Not back then, man. No. <laughs> There's a reason he never grew it back up. There was none of that hype. <laughs> there was none of that hype back then. Really? Beard oil? Well, I mean, there probably was, but... Like, <laughs> 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 it probably wasn't until, like, the mid-2010s that that started to become the thing, didn't it? Everybody had beards. Beards were trending again. Everyone was like, oh, man, uh, you want to get yourself some beard oil? They gave themselves that weird... I don't know what you call it, that... You know how that moustache or, like, curves upwards away yeah. from the lip? Look at this man, Triple H, without the man stash. Oh, with my favourite championship belt of Big all time. Big Goldie. Because uh, that's how you know you're a champion, when you're just carrying a big slab of gold around your waist. Cerebral Assassin. Is he the game or is he the cere- Cerebral Assassin? Are they one and the same? Are they different? And if so, how? I need us to explain to me in scientific detail. <laughs> they are both, they both exist parallel <laughs> to one another. Look at Coach's watch, look at that. That was oh pinnacle of technology then. Kids. <laughs> Listen, kids, that on Coach's watch right there is up to minute state-of-the-art technology. You would have been watching this at the time going, oh my God, look at that. Coach has got a digital watch. It's unreal. He's minted. You would have been freaking out at that. You would have seen that. Like, you think your smartwatches nowadays, you just don't blink twice at. When you would have seen that on Coach's wrist back then, you would have been like, 
Fucking hell. Here's a short Whoa, I system. wonder what that does. <laughs> I wonder what that fucking piece of technology does. <laughs> and another wee shock to the system. It didn't count your heart rate. <laughs> it didn't count your steps. It just, it just told, told you the time. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the face was just basically a calculator. Yeah. And it just told you the time in a digital format. And it cost a fortune. Fucking fantastic. Bring back. Bring back these years. Bring bring them back. Well, I mean, people buy vinyls and VHS tapes yeah. so stones come back like the they watch as well come back as well. Here we go. The Bischoff. The Bischoff. The Biscoff. <laughs> Eric Biscoff. Eric, I melt NWO dry Bischoff. Get the fucking book cut jeans on. <laughs> At least he's wearing different colours of denim. Yeah, that's true. He's just giving us a wee presentation, but it's okay, folks. I've, I think I've done a decent job not tooting my own horn too much. Imagine he started whacking it and it just fell apart. <laughs> That'd be so funny. Right, well, sorry, folks. Thanks for coming. Oh, the behind the plexiglass. <laughs> oh my god! <laughs> <laughs> I didn't even uh, mean that. <laughs> the bulletproof. Wait a minute. Bulletproof plexiglass. Is that even a, is is that possible? I'm I'm going to Google this right now. Yeah, I think we should. Uh, there, there is no fucking chance. Once in a while, be a good addition to this podcast. What? We get Alexa and we just use her to fact check ridiculous claims like bulletproof plexiglass. Uh, well, it's saying here online that plexiglass can be bulletproof. Sorry, there's a lot of words that play here. <laughs> plexiglass can be bulletproof, yes, depending on the, the uh, thickness and the type of round. Us Scottish folk, we talk in very simple terms. <laughs> Anything more than three syllables is yeah. very difficult for but us. But let me tell you, I can fucking 100% assure you that plexiglass is not bulletproof. Fuck me. Definitely not. Look at that. Well, of course. He, it's thin. Of course, it's going to be said that it's Eric Bischoff that's saying it. The guy's up here snake oil salesman. <laughs> he has a forked tongue. <laughs> snake oil salesman. Here we go, turn of the century, Y to J, back when he was good. Oh. I think Jericho needs a break for the rest one now. Jiggy's too old. It's not even that. Well, let me rephrase that. I think we all need a break from Jericho. <laughs> yeah, it, it keeps... Nowadays he keeps reinventing himself, doesn't he? He's always got a new... keeps going through these mad changes. I was kind of done with the... Um, 
see the inner circle kind of saga. Yeah. It was cool at first, but it just became the same story over and over and over. Yeah. Some mid Carter gets a bit of excitement, bit of momentum around him. Chris Sherrill com- comes out and he screams at him. He goes, do you want to join the inner circle? <laughs> the guy says no, nah, and then they fight for like three months. <laughs> that kept going for like two years, and I was full of it. <laughs> like yeah. So this is weird. So Saliva are playing in the Times Square bar that WWE had. Yeah. Live, and they're playing Jericho to the ring from there. That's crazy. I think they used to have like watch parties at the bar. I would have loved to have went to that. Is it still there? Or is no, it? no, it's been gone for a while, but how good would that have been? If we were, like, of drinking age mm-hmm. in the States, if we were, like, over 21 and we were the right age to go over there and have done that, that would have been fantastic. I would have loved something like that. It would have been, like, Charlie in the Chocolate Factory. Oh, it would have been <laughs> so good. There's nothing quite like going to, like, a bar or a venue to watch wrestling with fellow wrestling fans. See, because we spent a lot of our time in the house watching wrestling with... Oh yeah, mm-hmm. we we watch it with a lot of our friends. We watch it together and stuff like that. See when you do get the chance to go out and treat it like like any other sporting event, and you get to watch it in public and have a beer, that is really really great, isn't it? Oh, it's one of the best. It's got some of my favourite memories yeah. as a wrestling fan because all the atmosphere and everyone everyone's <laughs> everyone's there to make it. So everybody's like screaming and loving it, and everyone you're there with is like really really excited about it as well. It it, it really is great. I feel like, see, that we are at this moment. Yeah. We should probably tell a story about a certain <laughs> night out and amongst the wrestling fans. Is this when Undertaker's streak was broken? This was a year after the Undertaker's streak was broken and he was fighting Roman Reigns mm-hmm. in the main event of WrestleMania. Okay. So, on this night in Glasgow, there's a place called Campus and usually that does like WrestleMania <laughs> watch parties. Yeah. So we go there for the night. Good night, to be honest. Like it good was good fun. I'd, 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 we'd never went to campus to watch wrestling. We used to go to where did we? Be? Had we been? Any, we'd never done walkabout. No, but I'm sure we maybe done. Had we done campus before? No, we done Maggie Mays once, didn't we? Yeah, yeah. So we done a, pl- a bar in Glasgow called Maggie Mays, which was which was great. That yeah. was a great night. And then the next year we done campus. Yeah, but turns out we got scammed off campus because right before the main event. Undertaker versus Roman Reigns. Who's going to be the big dog of the WWE? The staff at campus kick everyone out. Sorry, your past curfew. So we all get kicked out. Well, a whole group of us, to be honest. Well, was probably a, group, a crowd. <laughs> yeah. Probably like, what, 15, 20 wrestling fans? Yeah. Who had held on? Storting about the streets, looking for yeah. somewhere. And thankfully, we come across a pub that had the wrestling playing. Well, they weren't letting us in, but they had it on the screen, and they were keeping it on in the screen, and we were just standing outside watching. It was kind of like a scene from like the zombie movies, Night of the Living Dead, where you've yeah. just got these like just brain dead idiots just <laughs> p- pressed against a window, looking at us, <laughs> watching wrestling. But uh, this is when the highlight of the night comes in. Obviously, as we all know, Undertaker lost the match to the Roman Reigns. Yeah. And we were all upset, but <laughs> <laughs> none of us were as upset as this one guy who, <laughs> it was honestly like he got told he got cancelled or something. <laughs> like, 
as soon as that ref done the one, two, three, this one guy just went, Undertaker! No! <laughs> and he start he starts like kicking cars and everything. He was kicking it? cars. It, I, I remember turning around, he'd, he'd kicked like a car or two, and I remember turning around and being like, what the fuck, this guy's losing his shit? And then he was on his knees. Crying. <laughs> I like gripping like a t-shirt or something he had in his hands, going, no! <laughs> no! Just screaming. Aye. It was um, we it were was, it was quite a sobering moment. Well, we were trying to keep our distance, but at the same time, trying <laughs> not to laugh too much. Yeah. I oh. just remember like having on the ground and other wrestling fans are going like, "I know, man, it's a shame, but it's all right. We got the memories. <laughs> we <laughs> <as if laughs> trying to console this guy, man. As if like a relative had just passed away." <laughs> And I just remember after he came down, he just stood up, raised his hand to the air and went, Undertaker, love you, big man. <laughs> and he just <laughs> walked away. Uh, <laughs> honestly. We all have one of the nights. Wild. Absolutely wild. <laughs> it's, and the nights, it's always funny when you're not that person having that night. <laughs> Aye. Speaking of people having a night, what the hell is wrong with Sean Michaels here? What is going on? What is going on? What he's got like brown tights on and cowboy boots. Brown tights, cowboy boots with blue H. And he's just got a big bob on. haircut. This is mad. This is kind of like you know how like, for Christmas you ask for a Game Boy <laughs> and you get a and game you get Sean Michaels. <laughs> 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 That's in a Game Boy, and you go downstairs, and John Michaels is sitting there, and I pair of cowboy boots. Oh, hey! <laughs> oh, hey! Hey! You can't tell what shy he's looking at you. <laughs> <laughs> Guys get fucking home and away eyes. Ho, ho, ho. <laughs> Merry Christmas. Oh. Oh. But, um. <laughs> 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 um, yes. But anyway, back on the WrestleMania part, if any if, if anybody's listening and they're from Glasgow, we are going to be at Walkabout this year for uh, one of the nights of WrestleMania. Not yep. sure what night yet, probably the night that Cody and Roman's on. Oh, but you mean the night when Cody finally wins? When Cody <laughs> finishes the story? Yeah. But yes, we're going to go along to that, so if you're going, definitely... I mean, we're saying that, like, fucking come and say hi, you don't even fucking know who we are, but... <laughs> You don't if even know what we look like. You don't know what the fuck we look like. But. <laughs> 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 Just walking up to people. Hi. We're for this one, pal. Stoning up, steaming like that. We've got a podcast. We've got a podcast. <laughs> um, no, but if you're if you're going, that, that if you're thinking about going and you've never been uh, or you don't know what it's going to be like, or you're nervous, or you're anxious about going, don't be. Just come along. Everybody always gets on. It's always fucking great. It's not the same atmosphere that you get at football games or any sporting events like that. It's very, very, very different. Everybody's really, really nice. I've never seen any trouble at watch parties of you. No, the Scottish wrestling community is brilliant. Yeah, I've never seen any trouble whatsoever. Everybody always gets on, so... If you're if you're thinking about it, or if you even if you don't have anybody to go with, just fucking go. You will meet friends, us included. You will meet people there. Yeah, you'll have the you'll have the best time ever. Just go. I feel like I think that's one of my favourite things about growing up in Scotland. Just like 
do you think it kind of ha- it came about because like wrestling was always seen as like the weird thing? During oh, definitely. The I mean, years, so that's how we. Oh, I mean, that's how me and you met. But that's how me majority of all of our pals met. It was through wrestling. I honestly don't remember how we met. <laughs> I don't remember how I met anyone in the group. <laughs> I think I just showed up one day and went, hey, does anyone else like The Undertaker? Yeah. <laughs> like, it was, I can assure you it was definitely through wrestling because we all used to backyard wrestle together. I remember that, yeah, but I just don't remember the specific. <laughs> yeah, like the actual, yeah. But no, I, I definitely would say it is because of that and I think when wrestling fans are together, there's that element of... Brotherhood. Yes, we all get on because we don't... <laughs> we understand, we get it. Yeah. Whereas when you were younger... You couldn't let all your friends know if you liked wrestling because you could be ridiculed for it because it just... I don't know how it is in everywhere else in the world, but in Scotland especially, it used to be the case of, like, if you liked wrestling yeah. at school, you would more than more often than not be ridiculed, bullied, or whatever. It wasn't seen as the cool thing to like. Always Maybe when you were really young, it was a cool thing to like, but yeah. when, you got in, when you became older, it, it just wasn't. You had to... I just remember the main insult was always, he watched wrestling, but are you gay? Like yeah. Jokes on them. Um. <laughs> <laughs> right, okay, so here we go. All the entries have happened. The match is underway with RVD and Triple H in the centre of the ring. In the corner of the ring, sorry. RVD lighting Triple H up a bit. Giving him a few punches. It's weird watching Rob Van Damme punch because I always just remember him for the kicks. Like that yep, one right yep. there, the spinning heel kick. Yep. These just are all the top guys in the business at the time, innit? Like, these are just the best of the best performers. The cream of the crap. (laughs) I wonder if this is the first time, probably would have been, eh? This is the first time the wrestlers have ever got a chance inside the cage, like the Elimination Chamber. I mean, they probably seen it that day when they showed up. They probably got to go inside it and stuff. Probably rehearsals, but... Oh, but I mean, that's definitely the first bump anybody's took on that, isn't it? Oh okay, yeah, like they've never. It, no one's ever going to go in and go. Let me just fucking land full pelt in this. They're definitely just going to do it on the night, aren't they? They're just uh, going to be like, do you know what? Just let me just flip onto this steel grate. That just must to be. Make that <laughs> must be sore as fuck. They want to change that. <laughs> What's the cage like now? Is it still as strong and unforgiving? It must be, yeah. It's kind of. What's the term I'm trying to look for? Have you ever heard of composite? I've heard that word, but I'm not too entirely sure what it means, really. It's hard, but it's not exactly concrete. Right, okay. It kind of reminds me of that, and the grates are kind of more padding, I guess. It's no pad. It's definitely it's less intense on the human body. Okay. That's all I can say. Okay. Um, Which is better for the wrestler's health, because I don't know how you can bump... <laughs> Well, yeah, you you can't. You just got to go for it, don't you? You just got to take the hit. Like these guys, they're doing all these spots like that, that flip once again on the grate, and they have to go back into the ring in less than 24 hours. No, 24 hours, yeah, for Monday Night Raw. Jesus. Barely get any time to recover. So our Van Damme just hit the rolling thunder over the... Over the top rope, straight on to big trips. Oh, Rob Van Damme's fine. Yeah, he's fine, of course. Uh, he's he smoked so much grass that he's <laughs> became like a new kind of plant. What? Uh, 
they like saw around the ring. That's just to power him up. <laughs> he always had the coolest ring gear. RVD, yeah. Uh, do you ever remember watching the video in his DVD about the guy that sprays his singlets? That was cool. So like a work of art. Oh, here we go. Oh. Uh-oh. I sense a superplex. Oh. Oh. Frog squash? Nah. Speaking of which, the men's chamber this month. Mm-hmm. I think Drew might be winning it. I'd like to see that. But then how does... Whoa! Nice. But then what happens then? If, if Drew wins it, what, what what goes on? How does he pivot in, into the main event picture? Do you see a world where this might be a some sort of triple threat, fatal four-way thing going on in the main event? I mean... He's going to be fighting Rollins at the end of the day. Oh, really? Is I Rollins going to be fit? I think. Okay. He's, he says he is, so... I know trusting a wrestler. <laughs> yeah. But um, at the moment, it seems like Rollins is. There's talk about people thinking that it's going to be a tag match on night one. Okay. With Rollins, Cody, versus. But <coughs> the one of the Elimination Chamber matches is going to fight Rollins for the title. So okay. I don't know how it's all going to work out. It's going to be interesting. It's going to be an interesting this year. It's going to be a really interesting year for WrestleMania, 40th anniversary. Yeah. Here we go. Clock's counting down. One second to go. Who's it going to be? Who's first in the chamber? Who's first out of the chamber? Jericho. Jer- Jericho. Straight in. <laughs> Take now by RVD. Spinning heel again. Nice. Two. I've always been jealous of someone that can just do a moonsault. Just standing there? Yeah, like, they don't need to be elevated or anything. They can just do it from where they're standing, land it perfectly. Old school RVD right now. Yeah. <coughs> I always find it funny how he was like the champion at one point. <laughs> the WWE champ? Yeah, and he lost it because he got caught with pot. Oh, really? Is that what happened? <laughs> yeah. I never knew that. Ah, that was great. Nice. You could say that he's one of a kind. Yay. One of a kind. But even the music back then was like... Banger after banger after nah, banger. There wasn't a bad tune ever, was there? That was my biggest problem with the Royal Rumble. All these tunes were playing and I'm like, who's this? Yeah. There was not not enough songs that were just like instantly oh, recognisable. Yeah, this is this. Yeah. yeah, it's the bad thing about it now. The songs just aren't nowhere near as what they used to be. It's so like pure audio jungle. Copyright free tracks. Audio jungle. <laughs> Ah, they're very stocky, aren't they? They're very... 
It's not what they used to be. Very not, banal. Not, not a Jim Johnson classic. Nah. Get old Jim Boy back in the studio. <coughs> Sorry, it's the way Triple H is selling right now. <laughs> <laughs> He was very hard-hitting with some of his moves at this point. Triple H? I like yeah, that knee strike right there. Everything was done with intent, wasn't it? Yeah. Every time you watched him, you were like, oh, fuck. Oh. You had power about him. Is that... Oh, it's fine. <laughs> yeah, it's all good. Um, I'm a bit, bit of a technophobe, fo- folks. Sorry. <laughs> I don't trust the computer sometimes. Oh, is it actually? Uh-oh. Can you hear me now? Oh. Oh, it's just kind of buffeting. It's been recording, it's just freezing. I think. What happened when you'd seen it? It was see that thing where it was just kind of like a straight line like what it's doing right now that was it yeah should I pause the event so uh, Rob Van Dam and Jericho well Triple H and Jericho teaming up on Rob Van Dam as you can see Rob Van Dam babyface and Peril how's he gonna get out of this folks it's okay yeah we're still recording it's just it's just buffering to Catch up. Yeah. <laughs> I hope we'll figure it out at the end. <laughs> if we've wasted our time recording this, then so be it. Yeah. <laughs> so, okay, we're well on in here, folks. Yes. Got that goatee, I just want to pure yank it. <laughs> I know, it's so, it's so goat-like. Yeah. Having another donut. Oh, I'm saving them for afterwards. Like, <laughs> Kane just <laughs> chilling in the pod there. I always thought Kane was a bit of, bit of a finite kind of character. There's only so yeah. much you can do with the silent masked monster. And people go, oh, but he sucked when he got the mask off. And it's like, ah, but what else could they've he have done? Yeah, his character needed to develop. Yeah. Did you hear <coughs> the reason why he wears the, the ring gear with that mask? No. So this was on the Stone Cold Broken Skull session with uh, Kane going Jacobs, as people know from his real name. Mm-hmm. Uh the idea was so when Vince first presented Kane, the you know how the flaming kind of black and red kind of attire that he had when he started, mm-hmm. he Kane was like, I don't know, he it kind of looks like something a superhero would wear, and Vince McMahon said, well yeah, because in his mind he is the hero, and I thought that was just kind of like a cool, Cool kind of twist to that kind of character because yeah. like most of these wrestle monsters, it's just like uh, they play into the whole their evil kind of fact. 
And I think it's just kind of that character building of like someone who thinks they're actually the good guy. Right, I see. Kind of makes the character more rich. Yeah, that's cool. That's cool. <coughs> Booker T before his King Booker <laughs> run. Which well. <coughs> I liked it at the time when it first happened, but after a few weeks I was so sick of King Booker it was unreal. Really? Yeah. When I was younger. Maybe now look like it more, but I just used to hate Charmel coming out and going, Oh hail King Booker But do you think that was the intended effect? I think so, yeah. Obviously it was it was to annoy you, yeah. It's Good. a bit like when Vicky Guerrero comes out and starts Excuse screaming. Excuse me! Yeah. <laughs> That's true. But, uh, oh, there we go. I think the biggest problem with King Booker was that he was the heel champion, but their top babyface, Batista, was it? <laughs> injured. Yeah. They didn't really have anyone to like kind of work <coughs> against them. Excuse me. Oh, that was fine. RVD going up top. Up top rope. Up high to the sky. Oh, here we go. Five star frog splash. Do it, Rob. Rob. Man. Damn. <laughs> I don't blame him for that London. Yeah. <laughs> I would have done the exact same. I wonder if he legit hurt himself there. It looked like a fucking scary landing. Bit awkward on the, the feet, I think. Yeah. Oh. Uh-oh. What is Booker T going to do? Oh. Nice. He didn't look sure of that there, did he? I was kind of... <laughs> second guessing it. You could see the wheels turning. Oh, good old Daryl. And uh, Jericho taking the strikes of Booker T. I actually don't rem- I don't remember that being a rule unless it's been changed after the fact, but did the rope break really count in the elimination chamber? Um, yeah, I'm not sure on that one. It's a bit... It's a weird... So is Rob Van Dam eliminated now, yeah? No, I... Oh, he's going out. He's going out. Oh, wait, he is, aye. Is he? Sorry, I'm lost. I'm right lost now. as well, yeah. sorry. Um, yeah, I know it's weird. You, you would think it would just be no rules inside there, but yeah, there's rope breaks. Screw it, get rid of the ring. <laughs> just have the chamber. Kane just kind of strolling about, waiting for his time to shine. Kane will be out last, though. 
leave the big man to last. Yeah. Let's see. Moment of truth. Four, three, two, two one, one, zero. Oh, that dramatic sound effect that they do. Oh, he's oh no, okay, no. Uh, well, even the man who claims to be Shawn Michaels lost. Like, I just... S- what possessed Shawn Michaels to come out looking like that, though? It's, he had it's to... It's a bad... My way, look. He had to look in the mirror and be like, yeah, this is fine. Yeah, <laughs> yeah I look good. <laughs> it, it, it just looks so... like It's just not his normal gear, is it? Everything's wrong. <laughs> Reality's poison. Because <laughs> uh, his tights were always like dead sh- extravagant <coughs> and everything with the design. Yeah, they used it. to. Yeah, they used to be. Well, I guess this is pre. He'd done all that, I guess. But yeah, he's weird. The cowboy boots is weird. <laughs> like a human javelin. <laughs> Oh, he got thrown through the bulletproof plexiglass. Plexiglass, (laughs) and it broke. (laughs) If you look at the bomb, that's like it's like cracked off. (laughs) I don't. I mean, just saying. (laughs) Just saying, folks. I don't think it was bulletproof. (laughs) That's a good bump for trips. Falling forward. Was it like, sorry, I missed that. Was that like the delayed kind of fall? Yeah, just like kind of sta- staggering forward and just falling right on the front. Yeah. Fuck, I'm having a donut. <laughs> <laughs> you need to treat yourself. I know. So, yeah, I was trying to be. I was trying to die earlier this week and I've just been eyeing these donuts the whole time. <laughs> I'm just like, nah. You need to have a little a little midweek donut. If anyone asks, I'm bulking. Yes, that's exactly it. <laughs> Line salt. Connected. Blood from Jericho, blood from Triple H. Jericho's just eliminated Booker T now. <coughs> Three men currently remain with Shawn Michaels still to come in. What else are we going to see? Big Kane. I wonder if Big Kane's here real here. Or if it's fake. I always thought it was a wig. I so did I. Because... Remember when he took the mask off and it was like half burnt off or something? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was all weird. Yeah. Kind of looks like something to like a David Lynch movie. Trip's getting barred about. (laughs) 
at least think you need like one of the big monsters in this kind of match, like see the multi-man one. Yeah. It's always very interesting rather than instead of having like six high foils, you have like a monster, a brawler, that kind of thing. Like yeah, you need a bit, of, styles. a bit of variety. Yeah. Variety is the spice of life, folks. It definitely is. Uh, you might like chicken curry, but what if you tried sweet and sour chicken instead? I don't know where I'm going with this <laughs> analogy, but I'm trying my damn best, folks. That's <laughs> why you always order chips with a kebab. I don't even know where I'm going with fucking that analogy. To <laughs> are we? Are we like on? Are I we starving or something? I don't like know. I, d- I know. I don't these know. These food analogies are out of control. <laughs> I think because we've just been recording for so long, this event's like two hours and 40 minutes. Ah, uh, it's a marathon. <laughs> <laughs> Thank God it's two hours 40. Could you imagine like trying to do this with like a two-night WrestleMania? Oh my God, it'd be too much. <laughs> just, ah, oh, tap it, tap it. <laughs> Here we go. We're about to welcome the Heartbreak Kid. Really? I was, I was about to say, I wonder who's coming out next. <laughs> <laughs> Here he is. Because we cowboy boots on. It would have been funny to see if they still had that time thing going, even though yeah, it's just, just the one guy. just played into it. Yeah. Thank God he grew that hair out. Who's Sean? Yeah. There's just, ugh. It just doesn't look right at that length. This is all the classic Shawn Michaels moveset, isn't it? Do you know, I never realised in that era, so, whatever that is, 2002, right? So 2002, all the way up to like maybe 2006. When I was watching this, I never realised that Shawn Michaels had been wrestling since, what, 90s? 90s. The 80s? He was in the 80s, yeah? Yeah, he started in the tag team with... The Stone Cold Killer, Marty Jannetty. <laughs> so I never realised in this era that he's at all. Oh, that this is after he came back from his self-imposed exile. How long he was he on exile for? So he broke his back, he lost his smile, went away, he found God, and then he came back. Here's the interesting thing about people that find God. So we went to different schools growing up. Yeah. I went to a Catholic school mm-hmm. and a lot of the guests because we are these ex-bouncers and drug addicts and like just scum of the earth and the story was always the same with them. I was a horrible prick. I pushed everyone away and just when no one wanted anything to do with me, God answered. And it's like, that's no God, that's your conscience talking, mate. <laughs> like, so... Yeah, it's cool that Shawn Michaels, like, he found God, the yeah. that whole thing, but... He just grew up. <laughs> Finally. Yeah, after all the horrible stuff he'd done back in the 90s. So when, what, 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 how long was he away for when he disappeared? So, he disappeared, he wasn't there for 2000. Mine saw again by Jericho and the Kane. In 1990, it was either 98 or 99. He he just lost the title to Stone Cold. 
after Mike Tyson screwed him. Kane's eliminated. Kane's eliminated? Yep. Kane's Damn. Out. That leaves Jericho, Triple H, and Sean. Oh! Nice clothesline. Sorry, but just what was Shawn Michaels thinking, putting on them boots? <laughs> Do you think he was in a rush? I really don't know. They're not even like wrestling boots. They are legit cowboy boots. <laughs> they must be fucking sore. That must be sore. Like That must be like... When you think about it, there's no like, cushioning. It's just like straight like sole. I wonder how he's not sliding about the ring with them. <laughs> like, do you think that's what he was going for? Like this whole, like, a cowboy kind of gimmick? Could have been. It could really could have been. Like Butch Cassidy or something? Butch Cassidy and Sundance Kid. He was always a great seller. <laughs> Sean? Oh, yeah. <coughs> yeah. Love a good seller. Of course, none of us selling will ever top that match with Hogan at <laughs> SummerSlam. Yeah, that was special, wasn't it? Yeah. Was that because they'd fallen out about something in the back? So the idea was uh, Hogan wins match one, Sean wins match two, and then whatever afterwards. Uh, Hogan basically said, oh, brother, I can only do match one. Well, you know what? <laughs> I'm going to sell so good. <laughs> I'm going to just make you look ridiculous, mate. <laughs> Brilliant. Well, it's both one of the... Would you say it's an infamous wrestling moment? Or more famous wrestling moments? Just him going into business for himself at SummerSlam? Sean? Yeah. Uh, yeah, I'd say that's infamous, isn't it, really? I, I, if you're a wrestling fan, you must know about that. You must know about Sean just going over the top for help. <laughs> I think it was great. Good on him. I just love how he's given us like cartoon character kind of performance, and Hogan's just played it straight. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, brother. I'm sure in a couple of years' time, Hogan will say, "Oh, it was my idea." <laughs> yeah, I know. Sounds like Hulk. <laughs> oh, that see. So, usually when you land a punch in the ring, you mm. stomp your foot as well. And it's just funny them <laughs> doing that on the, on the grate. Oh. Like, it's just pure reflex. Yeah. Shawn Michaels got some colour, brother. But the I've always... Never understood that. Like, how do they hide it? The blades? Yeah, like, how do they get it in there without people knowing? <coughs> Usually in their tape. I've seen guys that tape it onto their tape and then they know where the wee bit is and they just peel it. And then they've got a wee blade there and they'll just cut themselves. And then the ref will dispose of it. But with that, no cut into their skin because, like, you're taping that really tight. Nah, because they, they tape their wrists first. Oh. Fully tape their wrists. And then on top of it, see, like, get a little bit of blade. Yeah. Put it under the tape and then just tape it over on top. So it could be on top of the wrist or the bottom of the wrist, whatever. 
and then they'll just know that that little piece of tape, if they peel that back, there's a blade there. Yeah. So then they can just peel that back and get into it. So it's hoyards. Yeah. And then I think like the ref usually will dispose. Or who knows, sometimes maybe the ref will have a blade on them, and mm-hmm. then the ref will kind of leave it lying somewhere, or drop it. He could pull it out of his pocket and just drop it, and then the worker knows it's there and can just grab. Yeah. The brainchild of Eric Bischoff. There we go, the classics. You do the nip up. <laughs> the cowboy foot spot. I will say, see wrestling with long hair. Mm-hmm. Pain in the neck. Is it? Just get in the way? I like, you struggle to see <laughs> most of the time. It's really good for. It's really good for punches though, isn't it? Oh, it's great for punches. You're getting punched, you can fucking really make shit look good. It probably looks great. I mean, like, see right now with the way Jericho looks. With the hair flying everywhere and everything. Yeah. Well, it's good when you're watching it, but see when you're the one with the hair. Yeah. (laughs) Two... Uh oh, sharpshooter. Oh, what was a Jericho? See, you think about it, all the top guys in this match had long hair. Yeah. <laughs> Mad, I think. <laughs> Do you think after Austin left, they were like, yeah, no more bald guys. <laughs> Can't be doing this boldness. <laughs> Reminds Vince of him too much. <laughs> What the hell was that? <coughs> Cracks beginning to show. I'm pretty sure they had legitimate beef backstage. Oh, really? I uh, just like, obviously Jericho wants to be the, everyone wants to be the main event of in wrestling. Like, why why? <laughs> so I think that was the issue kind of thing. Yeah. Coming into the final stages of this match now. Yeah. It's been a good, like, there's not been a single bad match this event. It's a good event, man. It's fast paced, isn't it? It's, like, not as long as what I expected. Yeah. What really took me by surprise was, and I don't know why it took me by surprise, but that Brock Lesnar match. Yeah, that was just fucking. For a. Snappy. Yeah, for a WWE Championship match as well, like one of the main titles. And Brock did just put him over? Yeah. <laughs> I think up until that point, Brock was a heel. Yeah. And they were really set on making him the face of the company. Mm-hmm. So you get Paul Heyman to stab him in the back and it's like, oh, poor Brock. Yeah, it kind of gives the... I think gives the reins over a bit. Yeah. <laughs> Oh, beautiful. Sweet chin music. Jericho's out. I think that's my favourite kind of... It's not cliche, but it's that typical thing with wrestling. As a heel, you could be the most evil, disgusting, 
motherfucker in the world do the most horrible acts to people but as soon as someone hits you in the back with a chair or something <laughs> always forgiven yeah <laughs> so it's like oh oh god, god that poor guy yeah. <laughs> I think that's what's funny about Drew's heel turn right now because like yeah he's a bad guy but he's in the right <laughs> like, yeah and I think that's what kind of makes it interesting as well so like how can you reason with someone who's 100% vindicated? <laughs> I totally. That's very true. So what's this match for? Is this for something? The World Heavyweight Championship. Oh, so it is. It's for Triple H's belt. I forgot Triple H is a champ. Yeah. They teased a DX reunion uh, earlier this year. And then Triple H just took the sledgehammer to Sean's back. Just oh. pelted him with it. I don't know how they got away with that, to be honest. But, um, yeah, it's an intense feud, which wouldn't actually end with this match. It would continue once more until Armageddon. Armageddon. And uh, two out of three falls. Do you think Triple H would have the career he would have if he wasn't married into the family? <coughs> yeah, that's hard to say, isn't it? I mean, he really was a great wrestler and he really was a top guy. Mm-hmm. I don't know if marrying in changed any of his natural ability that he had. That's another one that's from the Don't Try This At Home video. It's a classic. Yeah, I remember that bit. Yeah. But, um, I... Yeah, I think marrying into the family definitely plays a part because he was de- he definitely got a push. Yeah. But he was good enough to be pushed. So it's it's difficult to say. Mm-hmm. Would he have got that hadn't he married? Who knows? But he definitely made some great relationships by by marrying Stephanie, do you know what I mean? Yeah, definitely. But it's it's stood him in good stead for modern days now where he's like basically the in charge of the whole company. <laughs> it's weird like I think that's another thing. Like it's weird seeing him back at that day, yeah. Compared to what he was like at that Rumble conference, yeah. When he's got the glasses and everything, <laughs> bald head and glasses on, <laughs> so human. I think that's the weird thing about being an older wrestling fan as well. Like seeing your heroes just kind of get old. <laughs> You're like shit, <laughs> Jesus, <laughs> he's he's an old man now. Like. <laughs> Uh, it's quite jarring, hey, isn't it? Hold on, you're normal. <laughs> <laughs> Go for the pin. Michaels kicks out. He's giving them an ask. That's what he gets. Come on. <laughs> Can the boy who dream come true once more? I don't think so. Oh. I'm not sold on it. <laughs> Is that 
Are you? Is that just because of the cowboy boots? <laughs> <laughs> you don't give a guy with them cowboy boots on the, the strap, do you? <laughs> now you sound like Eric Bischoff with the whole Sting <laughs> story. Aye, he had a weird tan, so aye, <laughs> couldn't really give him the belt. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Eric. Shawn Michaels just been decimated now uh, by big trips. This is the heat, brother. The cerebral assassin. I've, I've to bet that's one of the coolest promos ever. See when he Triple H kind of. Oh, arrow. Never change. I <laughs> but uh, see the oh, what was it? The promo where Triple H he goes off on JR and he says like you tell me how to play the game. I am the game. <laughs> so brilliant. Yeah. <laughs> the best promos always seem to be come from like the people that have a chip in their shoulder. No, yeah, definitely. It's probably why CM Punk has always been good with promos because he's always got a chip. He's always shoulder. raging about something. There's always like a machine or someone to rage against. <laughs> <laughs> What's happening here? Sean's going to go up top, is he? We elbow drop, is it? Ah, we elbow drop. Imagine he just done something crazy like a shooting star. Yeah, once again, don't blame him for breaking the landing a wee bit. No, <laughs> I definitely couldn't do that. No. It's already high enough with the top rope. <laughs> I can imagine. It is crazy to see like how these were the top athletes in that day, but now you've got guys like Kofi Kingston and that who are just like it's hard to describe like the spots they're doing now. Yeah, you can't even comprehend how people <laughs> can people can do certain things now. Yeah. Do you think there'll come a point where because like where else can wrestling go from here on the athleticism side? Like. I think it will just kind of plateau and then eventually go back to a kind of simplicity style again and then go up, up and down. Um, I don't know. Peace and valleys kind of thing. Yeah. I just feel like... No Here we go. Oh. Is it a big finish time? Pedigree. <laughs> it's got to be over. <laughs> it's got to be over. You can do it, H. <laughs> where's Rick Flair due to know this? Yeah, where is Rickless? <laughs> Rickless. Rickless. <laughs> Rickless Flair. One, two. <gasps> Close oh my god! <laughs> I yawned the minute that happened. Um, wow, he's he's got the shoulder up. Somehow, some way. <laughs> you just made me think of a 
brilliant movie idea. What? A Ric Flair biopic. Played by Nicolas Cage. <laughs> Fucking hell. That's a gold mine. <laughs> you should write it. <laughs> Pedigree, oh no. Oh, here we go, here we go. Sweet Gen Music Connect. Oh! The boyhood dream has come true once more. I didn't expect that. <laughs> I do last for this. How many times did he win the big gold? This was his last time. Was it? Yeah. Shawn Michaels wins the Elimination Chamber. First ever. Big gold champion. The there goes the confetti. The heartbreak kid who found God. <laughs> I think I'm just going to use that as an, as an excuse for everything now. <laughs> See if I do any wrongdoing. Like... I don't know. If I wrong someone, I can just be like, it's okay. I found <laughs> God now. <laughs> like all this confetti. I used to love when they do that. They used to put confetti out. Yeah. AEW cool. still does it, which is really cool. Do they? Yeah. Yeah, that's cool. Although it's kind of weird because they do it <laughs> during Dynamite and stuff like that. <laughs> <laughs> they just random effect. Get the confetti out. Well... That was a good event. Yeah. I enjoyed it. Classic. Ruthless aggression error. Best <coughs> in ring error. Yeah. Fight me if you disagree. Yeah, a great, a great time a great time for wrestling, definitely. I'm only joking. I'm a lover, not a fighter. <laughs> and but definitely didn't mean to challenge Brock Lesnar to <laughs> Mortal Kombat. Brock, if you're listening, you didn't mean it. Takes it back. That's yeah. Yeah, I take it back. I say <laughs> with with uh, what's that you call it? The Keezies. Keezies. Is it's it Scottish? Yeah, Keezies. If you're not from Scotland, it, if, if I've got my fingers crossed. That's <laughs> yeah. It. You mean you've got your fingers crossed? You're key. You're in Keezies. Fuck, even knows what Keezies means. Oh, it means <laughs> I, It means I don't mean it. Fight me, Brock. Fight I'll me take Brock. you down once <laughs> and for all. I'll do what Frank Muir could never achieve. <laughs> anyway, if you've lasted this long. Thanks for tuning in. We've had a blast. <laughs> Doing alternate commentary for Survivor Series 2002, first ever Elimination Chamber match. You'll have to forgive some of my dead there. I've ha- been having a two-hour wrestling match with my microphone. <laughs> uh, thank you for enduring our t- technical difficulties, and <laughs> thank you for listening in. Thanks for tuning in. We hope whatever you're doing for Elimination Chamber in Perth, Australia... We hope you enjoy it. Have the best time. We will see you next time on WrestlePower. I've been Big Chris. This is Jamie Moon. Signing off. Take care. Hasta mañana. Hasta la vista. Baby. <laughs> <laughs>